Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Um, we're doing a, di a, a, bit, a bit of a different stream today. So there is a conversation scheduled to happen in a couple minutes here. On hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Oh, sorry, hold on. Um, <laughs> sorry about that, technical difficulties. But yeah, we're doing a bit of a different stream today. Um, there is a clubhouse conversation uh, scheduled to start any minute now. Um, the, they're tackling the question of are transamorous men considered chasers? Um, yeah, that's the conversation. So it will be, there will be men and women kind of just talking about it. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of debate or not, but there will be a lot of conversation about this. And, um, you know, we're, we're, I am going to stream the conversation live and everyone who has any thoughts on the conversation or want to respond to anything in the conversation, please do so in the comments. Um, you know, I'm giving y'all full liberty to, but it will be, it won't be me. It won't be my main man, Mike Brooklyn. So Mike, it won't be us here on the stream the whole time. You are just going to see something like this. And you know you're gonna see this 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 thing, and this is all you're gonna see. So it's a little bit different today, um, but you know we're gonna we're gonna stream the conversation in full, and then afterwards we are going to have more of our own conversation about this shit. So you know, get ready, strap yourselves in for a long, long stream, a long conversation. Um, I will be showing comments um, in the video here as uh as they arise um i will not be reading them so for those of you listening and audio don't worry it's not going to be interrupted but yeah so just uh strap yourselves in we will see y'all after um you know after the conversation is done so we can you know have a little post show wrap up so i Oops, it didn't start yet. It's supposed to start at eight o'clock. I don't know if folks on <laughs> time or not. As soon as it starts, we're gonna get it cracking. Yeah, you you don't want my opinion on that. <laughs> uh, if you do have an iPhone and download uh download Clubhouse, you can follow me and you know that's your way in. So follow me at MLU Chris or Big Chris Texas TX on Clubhouse and you know once you follow me you'll see that I'm in the conversation and that will be how you get into the Clubhouse conversation. So um please just stand by with us. You know and unique yes it hopefully it'll be a good one. Hopefully uh as soon as this conversation starts as soon as somebody starts it I mean um, first rule of podcasting I'm just saying oh you know if you have a scheduled time, be on time. Yeah, we are. There's a scheduled time, but this is Clubhouse. Clubhouse, and, and, and you know, and this is a uh, this is a conversation put on by a Clubhouse group called the Elite Lounge. Mm -hmm. um, 
So it's an LGBT group that's doing this conversation. Um, we will have ourselves a neutral, let me put on quotes, a uh, neutral moderator, which is a cis gay male, um, but it will be women, me, um, Troy Kennedy should be on there as well. Um, <laughs> I don't know what is the hold up and how, if this is starting or not, but what's wait, the Troy, <laughs> Wait, Troy Kennedy is supposed to be on, on what, this live stream? Um, yeah, no, he's going to be on the clubhouse conversation. So hmm. um, again, everybody who is tuning in, this is a clubhouse conversation. We will stream live. It is, they are asking the question. This is as they, as it has been written by this LGBT group, are trans amorous men considered chasers? There will be trans women in the conversation. There will be cis men. Well, I'm the only cis man in it, I guess. Um, uh, there's hopefully there will be another that joins me, but, um, as soon as they get this started, we are going to, um, we're going to take ourselves off and you guys will be able to listen to this conversation live as it's happening. Please comment throughout the conversation. I will feature your comments here as it's going on. If you want to get in the conversation and speak your piece, get on clubhouse. If you, it's only for people with iPhones, sorry, Android users, um, download clubhouse and, you know, follow me at MLU Chris or at big Chris TX. Either one of those, um, both of those accounts will be in this room. So you follow me on either one of those accounts, you'll be able to get in. And then once you're in, you can raise your hand and get invited up on stage and speak your piece. So um, I don't know why the fuck they ain't starting yet, but I'm going to message this girl like, yo, we doing this or what? What the fuck? Doesn't sound very professional to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for please everybody just stand by. Um I think it'll get some pretty dope conversation. Yeah, dude, uh, don't mind don't mind me over here throwing shade. <laughs> yeah. Well you'll get some really dope conversation and um it should be fun here. Just kinda waiting for this thing to start. I don't know what the fuck. Oh my goodness, it better not be a, uh, no, if it was 8 p.m. Central, it would already happen. So, you know, what's happening now? Sorry, y'all, please stand by again, 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 again. Uh, we are going to live stream a clubhouse conversation on our trans amorous men consider chasers. We are gonna stream it in full. While it is streaming, I won't be on video. Nope. Mike won't be on video. Nobody will be on video. We're just going to stream the the audio of this whole conversation live. And it should be pretty cool. I got a little Jerry rig situation up there. Don't talk too much shit about my setup. I tried to do the whole screen share thing. It wouldn't work. So it is like a camera shooting the surface of the iPhone, which is, it's going to be this. So this is what you will be looking at the whole time. Which is fun. That's fun. So... So it's no way to get on. Yeah, there's no way to get in the into this 
there's no way to get into this clubhouse conversation, which is that ain't the real one. That's just another one I dumped in for testing. But there's no way to get in the clubhouse conversation um, unless, uh, yeah, unless you have an iPhone. So you have to download the app clubhouse. But I don't know what the F is happening, but I feel like I'm going to just start this thing. If ain't nobody else doing nothing. So just give me a second, y'all. And um, we're going to get all this shit set up. Yeah. Um, Hi, Chris. Can I get a moderator? Oops, sorry about that. So, Troy, I sent you an invite to come to be on the stage. Hey, Asia. Hi, I'm waiting to moderate me, please. Hello. Hey. Um, oh, you just mentioned my name. I, I, caught, the, I caught the tail end of, of, of what you were saying. For sure. I don't know. Um, it, was to, it was like, it's me and you. I guess it's me and you because everybody else is kind of preoccupied, but I think we can kind of. Can I go ahead and get a moderator meeting so I can start bringing some people up to join the discussion? Um, I can make you a moderator, but I want to. I thought this was supposed to be pretty much Transformers Man talking. I don't know where everybody else is or where they're at, but I'm I'm pinging some folks. Okay. One person up here. Some more ladies up in here. Shout out to everybody listening to this. I am playing this uh, conversation back for my own listeners. Occupied, they're 
Some of them prefer to date pre-op, and some prefer post-op. Now, the conversation of what they prefer was a big controversial topic because some of the girls felt like because a man dates only trans women, he prefers trans women who still has her part that now is turned into a fetish. I completely disagree with it. When me and Chris had the conversation, and he gave me more clarity on it and all of those. Okay, so I guess, Chris, you can go into it and give us the understanding of what exactly transamorous is. Okay, um, <clears throat> I would say um, anyone who identifies as transamorous, at the bare minimum, somebody who is claiming not to be living a DL lifestyle. So, However, whoever they engage with in the community, they're not doing it in a way where you will be the secret, you know, they will hide you, be ashamed of you. A lot of these guys are the kinds of men who are saying that we are going to be allies, we are going to be protectors of the community. Um, even if a guy 
guy who claims to be transamorous isn't exactly relationship focused. He's still claiming to do to maneuver in a way honest and earnest that doesn't harm members of the community. Um, this is a group of men that is, you know, um, very diverse. So, you know, there are lots of guys in this in this space who identify as transamorous who but, you know, uh, I'm sorry, who, who still have sex with cis women, trans women together, they can go their way. Um, there are men who prefer, you know, they grow up with somebody, when we talk about relationships, they can go pre or post um, in terms of trans women. And then, you know, um, there are other guys in this space who also just prefer women. So, you know, obviously that's something that Everybody knows it's just a general preference, but you know, there are lots of different kinds of guys in this space. So it isn't like just one whole group that are all exactly the same, just like, you know, the community at large is not one monolith. There's a lot of different opinions, just like Chanel had uh, described earlier. So, um, yeah, but that's basically what Cameras is. Now, I mean, it is just a title, it is just an identifying marker. Somebody can identify as that, you know, whatever, you know. So a lot of guys who are trans amorous, who only date women in the trans community, um, you know, a lot of times we're choosing to do this because this is, these are the kinds of women that we want to partner with long term. A lot of the guys in this space are looking for that forever partner, that life love, you know, that wife, so to speak. So, you know, that's why... A lot of times when people equate the guys in the space to trade, you know, trading, looking to put a ring on their thing, trading and looking to introduce them to his parents. So, you know. Okay. So, wait, excuse me. One second, Christmas. A lot of those guys are already married. Okay, well, hello, Troy. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Thank you for coming to the Elite Lounge. <laughs> um, You're more than welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Oh, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Okay, um, you know, my name is Troy. Um, I, I live in uh, Metro Detroit. Um, I am a, I am probably one of the older guys in the SIP community, and there are, there are reasons why uh, we started using that term. Uh, I can get into that later, but uh, I am uh, in financial services. Uh, I'll be 57 years old next month, um, you know, and uh, I've been openly dating trans women. Well, now it's about 22. Oh, wow. That's dope. So when Chris broke everything down to me like he just did, I understood it because I thought there was this misconception that amorous men are the, the T word chasers. And at first I said, well, I don't think a man who dates a trans woman openly should be considered a chaser. If he's dating a trans woman openly, and this is who he wants to be with. Why should he be considered a chaser? And I got a lot of backlash for that. I got a lot of backlash for it. Trey should be considered a chaser because Trey don't even want to take you home. And you that's why trade and trans emirates are two different things. Let me know when I can get on the docket. Okay, one second. I'm going <laughs> to... Okay, I, let, let me say this. I just left my ex's house. We are not together. Uh, 
deal together for 10 years. Um, I just drove to New York last weekend to pick her up um, and, and bring, her, bring her back uh, uh, to Detroit to stuff her parents' house. Um, her parents and my parents are the best of friends. She prefers New York. I hate New York. Love her to death. I'm not moving to New York. Um, you know, so we have a great relationship. Um, my, my sons, who are grown, 34 and 23, one soon to be 35 in a couple weeks, they still call her mom to this day. They still reach out to her when, when you know, issues or problems or need to talk or want to fuss about me. Um, you know, so these these relationships and, and, and these connections that we have are real. You know, when you start to talk about trade and talk about things like that, um, for a lot of guys, just we feel it's outright disrespectful because, first of all, you don't listen to our stories. You don't hear our stories. And because of all the hostility that a lot of men get, is what's the point of having a conversation with people who don't want to listen? Well, for me, <clears throat> um, just to ask my friend Miami, for me, I tell people all the time, and I have to step on up because they always say, oh, this person is the training chaser, that person is the training chaser. And to me, I, per- I personally believe that if you are a man who is att- attracted to trans women and you are open to dating her, showing her off, introducing her to people, I would not consider you a, a, a training chaser or whatever they, whatever they want to consider. Because Trey is not going to try to public and trade not going to show you off to his kids or his wife or his family and stuff like that. Trade wants you to be that hidden secret for someone who they can chit chat and talk to on the low behind closed doors at the midnight hour, three, four o'clock in the morning. And for me, that's that's who I would consider a training chaser. But someone who was someone who was confident with themselves, who was who who know what they want, who know what they're looking for. I'm not going to consider you a training chaser. I'm going to consider you a man. So, bitch, I wish I could find me a motherfucking man here in Miami that would date my high yellow ass. So, yeah. How do you men? I wanted to say something. So, only because it's a mixed room with a mixed audience. Um, and we should be a little bit mindful of using the T word because some of the people. Um, Knowing that it's a slur and they hear something like, oh my God, you know, this is going to work for transgender. Having said that, I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. Um, thankfully, I am in a relationship already, but if a man came up to me or something, uh, you know, was calling himself a trans person, I wouldn't trust it. You know, I wouldn't trust it at all. I couldn't date him. I would just be dealt with the situation. I feel like for me, it's this, and I've said this before. Um, I feel like you got pansexual, you got bisexual, you got heterosexual, all these words you could find. I don't need an extra term just to define men who only are interested in marrying trans women. It's not giving what I'm looking for. I'm uncomfortable with the term, so I know people call themselves that, but I know defining it in the world is going to make Dominique comfortable with this. This is Dominique, and I'm going to speak, and I'm going to give y'all y'all stage back because that's all I'm going to say about the situation. I'd love to chime back in if it's possible. Hello. Uh, yeah, the floor. Okay. Um, and Chris knows this story. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, I went to see one of my old franchisees and uh, had a conversation about someone who uh, 
killed himself back in January. He happened to be married to a cis woman, uh, but he had an attraction to trans women. His wife found out. Well, they were going through a nasty divorce, and she threatened to out him and drag him across the floor. Because I'm out and open, because I'm somebody who has shared this, and people know, and they, you know, they they they, they, they my girlfriend, and, and, and you know, she was she was she was my life partner. Um, you know, my franchisee literally said, "Hey, reach out to Troy." You know, Troy. We talked to Troy. Troy to talk to this. Um, he chose to drive to the office and shoot himself in the head because he thought he was alone. He thought he couldn't talk to anyone. He didn't know how to have those conversations. So uh, I think Dominic spoke last. Uh, you know, she 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 doesn't like it. Well, really, it's not for you because there are men who are killing themselves. There are men who are killing other, are killing trans women because they don't know how to self-identify. They don't know how to talk about. They don't know how to 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 put things in the words and have open and honest conversations. And as long as we pretend like this is, it should be something that's normal. But with religion and with colonialism, it's been demonized. And so men are socially conditioned to be cis heteronormative and nothing else. Anything else means you're less than a man. And if we as men don't stand up and say, brother, you are right and I got your back, then who else is going to do that? And again, this is not for you. You can be upset about it. You can get sideways about it. And you cannot deal with men who, who, who use that term. That's on you. But we need this for us. Because I have seen too many people, I've known too many women who die, I, I, I've known too many men who have been, been fucked over their wives, their cisgender wives. I used to be one of them because I didn't know how to how to, to, to have these conversations and to be open and honest with myself. So I chose years ago to step up and start speaking. But as long as you think that everything is just copacetic and normal, it's not. If it was, trans women wouldn't be dying right now. So you can feel how you feel, but... Let's be real. Let's be real about the situation. That these men, these men need something. And if we're not going to supply them and then say that, that things need to change, how are things going to change if we don't give them the tools and, and, and the spaces to have these conversations and to be open and to be real with themselves? Thank you, Troy, for that. Um, I wanted to chime in after you. And um, we're going to open up the floor and let everybody else speak one by one because I know that. Everybody might have their own opinions on this topic. Um, I agree with Troy. When I got the whole context of what the group was about, I'm like, okay, this is a brotherhood. Because I've dated men, and I was their first trans girlfriend. Who do they talk to besides us? We bear all the knowledge of these men, their truth. But when they don't want to talk to us, and they want to talk to a man, who do they talk to? Because they can't outwardly just say, my girlfriend is trans. And this is what's going on in our relationship. It is a different dynamic when a man is dating a trans woman versus a cisgender woman. It, it is what it is. We're not going to be fake the fun. We all are women. But there are certain situations and we are all at different stages of our transition. And so there's different levels of how they have to deal with us. And I think it's amazing that they have a community now that's saying, listen, you can come and be who you need to be and you can be honest about it. And there is support because we create networks for ourselves. We create the space for ourselves, for us being trans women. We don't wait for nobody. We create the space for ourselves. I think it's dope that they're doing it for themselves. First, want to get on the um, on the list here. Order. I, 
Um, with miles as well. Um, I can go after it now. Okay. But how about we just do it in order so that everybody gets a chance? Uh-uh. I'm okay. taking down on this right now. We got okay. Miss Miles and Asia B. Anybody else want to get on the order? You can add me. Okay, Miss Mojo. All right, Miss Miles, you got the floor. Hi, everybody. I am a trans woman who does believe that trans amorous men are just men who can have full on, um, full fulfilling relationships, long lasting, wide, um, to trans women. And I do, I do understand like the pushback because there are a lot of they have a normal, they've been treated a certain way, and this type of space has not made it very far outside of like social media or outside of like very nuanced spaces. So there are a lot of women, and there are women who have lost their lives at the um fault of there not being enough spaces talking about this. But I do know me being in a relationship right now with a um with a man who I would consider is trans amorous on top of being um it's important to understand that like he un- he understands what trans amorous is. He self identifies in that way as well. But the point that as as women we make space at least to have a conversation to at least expand our understanding and be open to having and expecting and wanting more from those that we want to pursue relationships with. I think it is a two-sided. Um, in order for us to meet in the middle, I think there is work to be done on both sides, and that's why I really appreciate this conversation. And I just want to say thank you and thank you. how we're feeling, listening to the ways in which we 
don't appreciate how you may be moving or how you're not moving. That's the only pushback I have against the trans community. And what happens is um, the trans community is very small. So the way that you treat one trans woman usually gets to another trans woman and the behavior starts to look like a pattern. And that's when the, the side eyes side eyes are held against the men who um, identify as trans amorous. I just heard anybody else wants to get on the uh, on the list or chime in or respond. Well, I'm about to go to a bad area, Chris. So I'm gonna have to wait until I get to uh get get get, get to a little better uh, uh until I get home. So I'll be home about two minutes. All right. Anybody else wanna get on the list? Hi everyone, how are y'all doing? Forgot me already, big Um, I don't I just got into the room, but um my thought process about this of course is changes over time it grows. Um the most important thing I want to kind of put across is that, like I always say, is that um finding knowledge and proper research and stuff like that to make sure that you are understanding as much as you possibly can. And this is for trans amorousness and also for because we have to be able to relate this information to each other effectively. So I think being able to have those conversations is important. And I think that men need to also be able to have that conversation with each other. I think someone mentioned that just a moment ago, that they need to be able to speak to men who aren't so they can be able to convey the humanity that we have as they see us as women. That's the first problem. And so I think that they're not going to listen to us because they don't balance, they don't find value in our opinion. So I think that, um, of course, coming from another man, it's going to hit different. So uh, trans amorous men need to be equipped with the language and the knowledge to be able to speak about their experience and be able to convey and show the humanity in us as trans women. As far as them being chasers, I think chaser is very specific in the sense that like um it's it, it's someone who literally only wants to be sexual with you from the gate like that's what i get like that's me that's how i see it i'm not sure everyone else will see it but i literally see it just like oh i just want to have your body and that's all i want it for i'm not invested in you as a person i'm not inclined to know more about who you are i'm just going to sexualize you from the jump and it doesn't take much for them to do that, show you that that's who they are. Granted, they probably could try to, you know, pull a stun and trick you, but, you know, that's just kind of how life goes, unfortunately, because people have malicious intent. But that's what I wanted to say. So. Hey, Chris, how are you? Good. Thank okay. You <clears throat> so I'm coming from a different space. Um, a lot of my sisters don't agree with me when I say it. But uh, I feel as though as trans women, sometimes we are really hard on the men who in our community um, who are open to being with us and dating us. Like, we don't take into consideration that, you know, um, a lot of these people lose family. A lot of these people, you know, these, for people they thought they were there before, they, they are friends. You know, they lose so much. And a lot of the times, you know, even the men who I don't like to say the word trans amorous. I 
per se, like to say, men with trans experience, meaning, you know, men who um, have, you know, dated trans women, who have the experience when it comes to dealing with us mentally, spiritually, emotionally, you know, things like that. But, you know, I, me per se, I think it's a lot of what we emulate and it's a lot of what we put out um, as well. You know, most trans women, they want to be sex symbols. They want to be seen as, you know, these beings that, you know, that are just so sexy and blown out with big titties, big hips. Not all girls are that way. So I'm not going to say that all girls are that way. They're not. There are some really wholesome ladies in our community who, don't, you know, don't emulate certain things. But a lot of us have or do. So we can't be mad, you know, when we're giving them, you know, we're ramping them up for the chain. Like, we're getting them started. We're getting them going. And then it's like, when that's all they see, I mean, what do you expect? Like, they most guys who are from, like, inner cities, like my city, Baltimore, they, have, they are not exposed to certain things. The only thing that they do know is, you know, what they see on a day-to-day basis. They are not used to healthy relationships, you know. With trans women, they're not used to, or women, period. They just didn't grow up in those kind of homes where they think what it was for a man to treat, you know, or how a man was supposed to treat a woman. You know, so a lot of that has to do with that. So the trans women, we have to be a little bit more sympathetic and empathetic to the men in our community and stop being so judgmental because, truth be told, there are a lot of good guys out here, but we're ju- we're judgmental and we see what we want to see and we do it where as soon as he's coming at us a certain kind of way, it's all oh, George trying to chase the war. This thing when it's not necessarily always the case. Yes. So, can I go next? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all can go here. I'm sorry, y'all. Oh, no, not because you asked to take your time. Yeah, but I just, I just recently lost like the love of my life. This man, I have been knowing him for like ten years, and like he was a uh, trans attracted man. And um, when he was exposed, when it came out that you know he was that, uh, he got into like drinking and you know doing drugs, and that affected him. He carried a burden with him, you know, not having you know certain support. And it was only so much I could do because I come from my own, my own pain. And I can kind of, I understand his hurt and his pain, but if you don't have anybody there to, like, you know, be a crush that's going through the same thing that you're going through to keep you, you know, motivated, and I tried so hard, it just wasn't enough. So I think us as trans women, we have to sit back and we have to evaluate the situation. And we also have some, we sit up here, we want these perfect, these men to be perfect. These men are not perfect. We're not perfect. You know, we want to be able to call a house. You got to hit this. You got to be able to take care of it. But the whole time, you can't even take care of yourself. You know, so, I mean, I'm, that's just me personally. Whoever's next, I'm sorry, y'all. That's just my little feedback. Um, um, I'm sorry. Is it Nyvee? Yeah, it's Nyvee. Thank you. Um, bring the one. I just want to, uh, does anybody else want to get on the list in, in order to speak? I'm ready. Uh, I'm I'm home and comfortable and and ready. Uh, so right, we'll I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'm sorry. Who was that? Uh, Dakota. Okay. So we got Nyley. Okay. All right, Nyley. Um, I was. So I was listening well, but I came in a second. Um, I apologize, Nyley. Um, mm-hmm. I'm. My, I just came in. Well, if I can get the topic, I like to discuss as well. I just came. In. Well, we got you on the list. Uh, so, uh, I, I was with you, Samantha, on a lot, of, a few of the points when you were saying that we are harder on the men that are attracted to us. Yes. 
Um, but to say that we have to stop being so judgmental, I think that, I don't know, because until we are able to actually meet men and, and are able to be in close relationship with them without having a fear of being killed, I don't know if I'm able to remove that judgment so quickly. Um, my safety is still at stake. So I do actually put men through a, a certain level of ring to be able to get access to me especially on an emotional level, not just let alone a physical level. So there's that. So I, I was with you until you were saying like, um, we need to stop being as judgmental. It's, it's my safety at stake and I only have me. And I would much rather be judgmental in the sense of I'm protecting myself than for someone to have to repost, say my name on Instagram. Um, so that's just that. But then when we talk about transgenery and being chasing, um, when, even if I am extremely exotic or um, my look is hyper-feminized, if a man approaches me in a way where he is considered, quote-unquote, chasing me, that is his problem, too. I can walk around naked. And if a man does not have the, the level of self-control where he can't consume himself, that's, again, that's his problem. So uh, there's that, too. I'm not trying to take apart everything that you're saying. I just want to make sure that I'm putting this out in the room. So I don't want you to feel like I'm attacking you. But I, I've heard that conversation before um, but if someone is attracted to me that innately are transamorous and uh, the problem in it is that the ones that are taken that's very distinct and it's relative to me as we've heard everyone explain their experiences you've i've heard several different ex um examples of what a chaser is someone said it relates to just being sexualized to me is it's a quick thing if you're able to just date me, date you, date me. That's a chaser to me, just like a, a same thing with a man that is dating cis women. If he can move on to the next, he's a chaser. And it's not just exclusive to being the trans identity. It's how being having the ability to not emotionally get connected to a person and to move on quickly. To me, that's a chaser. Um, so if innately, if a person is a dating, is attracted to a trans person, they're innately transamorous. So that, to me, is my definition. And again, it's relative to the trans experience of that trans person. Um, so to me, I don't think that transamorous people are trans chasers because those are two different types of people. I believe that chasers are transamorous, but they are chasers because of my definition as it relates to me. So if someone is actually dating me as a trans woman, he is innately transamorous. It doesn't mean that he's a chaser. So I just wanted to put that in the room, and um, I am Molly, and I'm done speaking. Thank you for that. Um, I want to say that I'm, I'm loving the conversation. Uh, uh, Chris and I had, had been discussing this a little bit earlier, and um, I was like, yeah. Um, but I, I want to add that I wouldn't be the man that I am today without the trans women who are my platonic friends. And, I, and, I, and I'm sorry, I was driving, so I couldn't write down names and parts of conversation. But someone had said um, uh, that she didn't have the tools to help her, uh, to help her, her, her boyfriend, I guess. And I think he's passed away uh, to, to process some of the things that he was going through. That's the other reason why uh, we've you know, modified, because first we were, we were calling ourselves trans-attracted, but attraction is, is a lower level vibration. Uh, there, there's, there's more to uh, what I've gotten from trans women in my life. Uh, you know, they've held my feet to the fire. They, they, they propped me up uh, when, when I didn't know how else or who else to run to because, again, at the time, there was no community. And those are the women who forced me to do better 
be better. Somebody's on this call right now listening. And, 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 and she's, she's someone who, you know, I have those conversations with her. Someone else said having the conversations, making sure they're nuanced and things like that. But there are some things that we men have to do for ourselves. And it, it doesn't necessarily center about trans women. It centers around the toxic and the fragile ways that we are taught how to be men. And that's not a conversation for women to have, and that's not a conversation that we have to go to women to have. So I, I want us to be very, very careful, and uh, we need to be able to communicate with one another and, and, and not see each other as, as adversaries, because a lot of men have nothing and no one. And if we don't make our own community, if we don't make our own space, if we don't make it open and say, hey, I can live my life, I can be a white-collar professional, I can do all of these wonderful things, and yes, uh, uh, the woman on my arm happens to be trans, and that, and, and that doesn't do anything to my manhood. In fact, uh, in my personal opinion, any man who is on truth, whether he be, uh, you know, is a cis heteronormative man, a gay cis man, uh, a trans man, uh, or, or a trans amorous man, all of those men are something special because they decided to walk a path and to be themselves unapologetically. I'm done. <clears throat> Dakota? Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, just real quick, I wanted to um, kind of pick back up on what the past three people were saying. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying this conversation. Um, I hopped in here because I was in a group earlier with Nylee. Hi, Nylee. <laughs> I was in Nylee's group earlier, and um, I was saying how, again, you know, I don't, I don't date men. I haven't been attracted to men, and I do think part of that is because um, men, realistically, <clears throat> realistically, men are my biggest threat. Men are my biggest threat. Um, I have never. I have never came across a man who has respected me as a woman, hasn't respected my boundaries. And, you know, so I, I, I do think someone had mentioned earlier how it's important to listen to the trans women. And I think to me, from listening, in my mind, what separates a chaser versus someone who is trans is I believe that a chaser is a lot of a lot of men who have reached out to me and like tried to me. They they were chasers. They didn't want to really know me or care about me. They wanted they wanted, you know, sex. They wanted sex. They they just saw me as a body. And I think that's what's kind of scary about it. When it comes to men, that's that's kind of what scares me is the fact that I'm a, I'm aware that we 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 are just bodies to a lot of men. We're just bodies, even if they're attracted to us, they we're still just bodies. We're not really treated as humans. We're not really seen as humans. We're just treated as bodies. We're just here for sexual pleasure, a low secret kept in a closet. And I think I think. Um, under name Troy had said how that's a conversation that needs to be had within men, and I completely agree that I believe that in order for me to 
even see men in a positive light, men need to have that conversation. It's a lot of toxic masculinity, fragile masculinity to where men who are attracted to trans women, they have to defend themselves. Like they feel like they're doing something wrong or something ashamed of because that's what other men will do to them. And, you know, so I, I do think that that is a conversation that should be had amongst men. I do think it's great that um, transamorous men, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't even know that transamorous was a thing, so I'm glad that I know that now. So that's that's great, and I'm glad that these conversations are happening. And um, something that Samantha had said earlier, and I don't mean this as an attack, um, but... Yeah, even if I went and I got surgeries and had the, the biggest ass I could think of or the biggest boobs I think of, I could think of, like, even if I did all that, that doesn't give men, the, it doesn't give men the excuse. It doesn't give men the room. I don't have a nice ass and I barely have any boobs growing here. But yet, I have been raped by men. I wasn't asking for it. And I feel like we have to be mindful about this. So, it's like, yeah, I judge men and I judge men harshly because too many women, cis and trans, we, we go through the worst shit. And I said, men are our biggest threats. So, I think that judging men harshly, I, I, I think it's logical. I'm here, I'm listening, I'm learning, I'm glad this conversation is going, and I'm uh, done speaking. All right, thanks for that, Dakota. Uh, yeah, I just want to, hey, I'm, uh, I just want to clarify something. In no way am I defending, you know, the toxic masculinity that these men have and the privilege that they feel that they have towards women. And I look at like some of my sisters and they're sad girls, you know, they have all the body work and stuff like that. Like, you know, I didn't grow up in a household where I I seen my mother dressed down. My mother didn't have to wear her titties and her ass out to be, you know, sexy. It wasn't, you know, something that uh it wasn't like that. It was subtle, it was put together. She didn't have to wear certain things to get attention from men that, you know, some of us friends or even myself. I and I say I'm guilty of it. I'm not saying that, you know, um, there's any excuses. I'm not making excuses at all, but I know that when I get myself up and I want to go outside and I want to put on a short skirt and, you know, have my titties out or push up the heat, whatever the situation, like, I just, I feel as though I emulate that. That's what I'm emulating. I'm emulating sex, you know? So if I'm sitting up here and I want a man to take me serious and he wants to, you know, be in a relationship with me or something like that, I mean, isn't that like, you know, isn't it a certain dynamic that there should be, like, with getting a person, like, you don't see, I, I just don't get it. So, uh, can I, um, piggyback on you, Samantha? Sure. Okay. Hey, I'm Chanel. So, and I agree with Nile. It, it doesn't matter if I walk around butt-ass naked, excuse my language, if I walk around naked, that doesn't give a man a right to do whatever he feels like he wants to do to me. I have to give consent at all times. Now, a woman, sh a woman should not be pigeonholed to an idea that you have to be a certain way to be loved because I'm a very expressive and spicy woman. I like to be sexy. I like to show my girls off. I work very hard for these 
any other surgeries that I feel like I want to get and I feel like I want to show off, I'm going to do so. And there's a man for each type of girl. The man that may like you may not like me, and that's cool. But nobody should be pigeonholed to an idea there's a certain standard that you have to be at in order to be loved. That's incorrect. Um, real quick, to quote it again. Like, yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. Because, like, it, it just comes off very, you know, respectability politics. You know, like, and I, 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 I see a lot of respectability politics going, especially within women, where it's just like, if a woman isn't dressed what's considered modest, then it's just like, oh, well, you were asking for the attention. It's like, no, they were just trying to express themselves. Like, yeah, I can walk around naked. And if I want to walk out naked, I can't. That doesn't give a man an invitation. That doesn't give men the right. It doesn't make me less respectable. It doesn't make me less modest. Like, we should be able to express ourselves however we want. Dress however we want. Look however we want. And that should not play a role into a man respecting us or not. Our, our respectability does not depend on on what we're wearing. It doesn't depend on what we're wearing. Like, I can wear, I could be fully covered up, or I could be naked, but I'm still respectable, and I still expect to be respected. So I think we have to be mindful about the respectability politics that go on in this. I'm to call that. I'm speaking. Can I piggyback off of that, Chris? I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I forgot Okay, so this is this is this is it right here. I get you know how everybody feels. I'm not taking anything from anybody, but for me, what it all boils down to is the respect that a trans woman has, you know, for herself and what her goal is, you know, for the long haul. Um, as far as once again, I'm not making any excuses for you know men or whatever the case may be, but and I'm not putting, if I'm not if I'm a, a trans woman and I'm living my life, you know, and I want a husband and I want all these different things. There's certain. Uh, way that, you know, things in my mind, this is just me personally, should go. Like, I can't, you know, emulate something and then say, well, okay, well, this is all they see me for, but this is what you're promoting. So what else, you know, I, that's just me personally. Like I said, I'm not trying to make this a situation where uh, I feel like I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not playing the blame game or anything, but like I said, from my perspective, from my point of view, trans women are hard, harder on Man, and some of these guys are really nice guys. Like they're they're really down to earth guys because we've been through so much or madness with other men. Sometimes the good ones always get overlooked. So that's what's so going down to. Okay. Um really quickly, I just wanna just a little bit here. Um so thanks everybody for joining us for this conversation tonight. we are talking about if trans average men are chasers. Um, or are they equal whatever, you know, we're really just who are, you know, entering this new group of men that have showed up saying that they will date women openly, honestly, earnestly, and all that stuff. Um, so I wanted to respect we got to Samaya because I'm thank you for patiently waiting, Samaya. Okay. So for me, um, I thank you for clarifying um, the definition. I think, we, I think for me, I want to start with clarifying what I think transamory is versus trans attraction, which is something we're not talking about today. So I feel like when we talk about trans 
people and how we navigate in the world and the individuals that like us. You can be trans attracted and want to have and get and be find yourself attracted to a trans person or wanting to engage in sexual encounters or even just finding them physically attractive in media and that not necessarily mean that you want to date them. Trans amory for me is the time for men like my husband and I've with my husband for 10 years and I'm married and you know I like to say that I have a healthy relationship and trans amory amore the root being love is what I would use to contextualize a man that is actually moved past attraction has or is willing to date and engage long term with a trans woman beyond her physical and the physical objective so as I'm reading this tonight the title is are trans amory men considered chasers I would say no because how I'm defining the term amory, the root being love, is these are the men that have committed and are out, that are saying, I'm no longer willing to be DL. I'm no longer willing to engage with this community in a way that objectifies or minimalizes. Now, can trans amorous men behave as chasers? Yes, I do believe that there are men that are in our community that are in relationships with trans women that are still behaving in what we would consider a down low behaviors that would protect like their patriarchal identity that allow them to fly below the radar. We call it DL as well. I feel like the DL chaser behaviors, and I don't feel like it's a person, but a behavior. I feel like chaser behaviors can be exuded by transamorous men, but I feel like a majority of the men doing it are men that are just merely trans attractive. I find y'all sexy. I want to have sex with that body. I find whatever that body in the spectrum of transit attractive in this moment, and I want to engage. I don't care how you feel, how you think, what your mind is, none of that. So that's how I would distinguish the terms. And I feel like it's, because I feel like that gives more grace and room for the men that are doing it right versus lumping all men, whether it be cis, trans, whatever, under the term transamorous, and then calling them all changed, if that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Um, next on the list is Hope. I'm sorry, Hope, before you go, um, does anybody else want to go speak? You know, I got something else to say, bro. All right, I'll put you on. Anybody else? All right. Uh, Hope, you have the floor. Hey, everyone. Hope to follow. Um, I wanted to just address the whole idea of respect by politics because I don't think that respect by politics save anybody, right? Um, I think that no matter what we look like, the bottom line of it is that we are trans women and there's uh, invalidation of our womanhood. There's an invalidation of the sanctity of what we are as people and there's an invalidation of the way that we're supposed to be treated when we're in relationships, right? Um, while I do understand a lot of what is being said around the ways in which you portray yourself, right? I think that that set of roles is different when we're talking about the ways in which the world has been taught to see us in general. We're supposed to be disposable to them. So whether you're in a three-piece pantsuit or in your best lingerie or OnlyFans, men have been taught to see you as things and resources for their sexual pleasure, regardless of how you want to be seen, right? Your vernacular, your vocabulary, your occupation, the way that you show up on social media does not save you from the woes of being somebody's, you know, next conquest, if you will, right? And I think that we have to just be knowledgeable about the fact that it's not about unlearning how to be sexual beings and be respected. It's about men really targeting why they're in our presence to begin with, right? 
why are you here? What exactly do you want? What exactly is it about this particular body, this particular experience that is drawing you to this? And then being honest about those things, right? But to tell women, um, and especially to tell black and brown trans women that the way that we dress is a part of the reason for why we get treated the way we get treated when we have seen women who do the exact same things that we do who are supposed to be treated like queens, right? Is, I think, a misconception. Right, there is no dumbing down of my tits or whatever that I can do that's going to stop a man from saying, "Oh, you trans, so okay, I'm gonna treat you differently." We've all had those experiences where men have wanted to give us the world, take you here, there, and everywhere, and then, and then the second that you say, "Well, I'm trans," it's okay. So can you suck my dick? Can I come over? Can we lay together tonight? Right, and that has nothing to do with the way that you presented yourself, it's with the way that men perceive us as people to begin with, right? And I think that that's like my first point. When it comes down to this whole like, are trans emperors men considered chasers? I want to just piggyback off of what Samaya said. I think that not all trans emperors men are chasers, but I do think that there are a lot of uh, trans emperors men who use the language right in order to get in and then perform in chaser behavior and so there has to be a distinguishment amongst men men have to know who they are men have to know what part of the community they want to fall under and they also have to start to take the word chaser in stride right don't be out here performing ways and then when women call you out on it you're embarrassed because you know that it's fucked up right if you're going to do that then own it the same way that the girls own the fact that you know, they are pro-ho, they are pro-sex work, they're going to get their money, they're going to do whatever. Own the fact that you're only trying to fuck the girl, right? And that you're exclusively trying to fuck trans women, but own the fact that that's what you want to do. I think that the thing that bothers a lot of us women in conversation is the fact that you don't want to be called chaser, but you engage in this behavior. And the reason for why you don't want to be called chaser is because you know that that behavior is fucked up. And instead of unlearning it or instead of not enacting that behavior, you want us to see you as this wolf and, you know, this, this sheep in wolf's clothing um, and treat you differently. And it's just like, are you above reproach for that when we all see it? And I, I think that the answer to that is a resounding no, right? We can all see the motive. We all see, you know, what's truly there. And I think that it's really more so going to be about the guy embracing the fact that there are some qualities that are going to be negative and it's either you're going to embrace them or you're going to change them. But the idea of policing women of any kind, right, whether they be cis, trans, or indifferent, and trying to tell us that our sexuality is the reason, right, that these men become chasers is bullshit, right? I think that there's a sexual, there's a sexual understanding of all women that needs to be understood and it shouldn't be devalued just because we're trans. And um, I, I think I'll leave it there. There's a, a lot of other things that I want to offer other people to say. Uh, so my name is Hope Giselle, and I am done speaking. I just want to say I want to thank everybody for coming in the room and voicing their opinions. Um, ladies have great opinions. And um, uh, well, Chris, my question to you is, how does a man go about even becoming, well, not becoming, but getting into the group? Is there like a specific space that they have to, I don't know, you have to break it down for me so I get a full understanding of, because you say, one time you told me you, you guys were creating your own space within space. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of Facebook groups out there. There's the Trans Supportive Brotherhood and then my group, uh, like a tribe, but, you know, these are just Facebook groups that are largely support groups for guys. Um, a lot of guys have come in Actually, a lot of women have sent have men to these groups to, you know, have fun and have conversation and get a lot of questions.
questions answered. Um, you know, one of the things that I hear a lot of times from women in the trans community is, you know, I don't, I'm not your teacher. I don't want to be teaching these men trans 101 and all this other stuff. And, um, you know, we're that's definitely one of the purposes of the space, really, is to help, you know, get guys up to speed, help them understand what's acceptable, what isn't. And, you know, and on all this, what's acceptable and what isn't is just based off of what we know from our relationships. From the women that in our lives and all of that stuff. So it, it also helps a lot. Um, I'm sorry, you know, kind of push guys to progress in their journey a little bit. And um, the dopest moments happened uh, past couple weeks. And in one of the groups was like, there was a guy who was in a relationship and he just like freaking out. He was like, I, I love this girl. And I just told my mom about it and I'm ready. And we're everybody that's been through it, shared our experiences. We person that we helped get help. We helped push him over the edge. And you know, I, I talked to the guy personally. You know, before we had the conversation, talked to him afterwards. And you know, a lot of times, which this is not every time. My own podcast says that. Um, but you know, sometimes a lot of this fear that guys build up. It, it, it's it's uh, kind of a fabrication because this guy, his mom just respected the fuck out of him for being real. So, you know, that was a situation where it went well. But, yeah, I mean, there is no, like, you're in the club, so now you're training cameras and nothing like that. This is a self-identification. So somebody chooses to identify as such, then, you know, that's, that's their prerogative. Um, I think where we run trouble sometimes is where, you know, expectations, he falls short of expectations he didn't even know he was signed up for when he, you know, claimed that term. That, that. Um, Can I ask you? I'm, go ahead, Troy. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I really want to piggyback uh, something on Chris who's talking about uh, his group and, and, and my group of the trans supportive brotherhood. It was the first group of on Facebook. Um, you reached out to a lot of men who we have known for years uh, through AOL groups, things of that nature, who are in that group. So some of some of our relationships are you know, 15, 20 years old. Um, so we're not new. Um, we've always been there, but back then there was no way to identify who we were. Um, you know, I did a video with Simon almost 10 years ago. Um, that, you know, her, her whole page had been taken down, at it, but at one point, it had almost 30,000 views. Um, you know, just her and I having a, a, a deep conversation about who we are because there was there was no one who looked like me, who sounded like me, but we were talking about this. And so I took it upon myself to do that. You know, um, Chris and I talk, you know, two, three times a week. Um, they're, they're one of my running buddies here. I talk to him every day, you know, but he also talks to Chris. Um, we are a community. Um, it, 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 it's important that we have that community, and like a lot of the ladies were saying, and I'm and I'm pleasantly surprised about the conversation because uh, I really didn't think that there would be so much positive support uh, for uh, what we were doing and how we were talking about it. So my hat is off to all of you, and and, and I am humbled by that. Um, but uh, like I said, a, a lot of these men uh, were not new. Um, I want to. Jump backwards just a second. Consent is everything. And if a man uh, uh, is uh, 
what you consented to, then that's rape, that's sexual assault. And, um, you know, men have been doing that to cis women uh, forever. Um, men have been chasing cis women. There are men who chase cis women for sex only. So chasing isn't, isn't exclusive to trans women only. Um, and one more thing I want to say, you know, what we men have to, and what we men have to understand about ourselves is that we have been socially conditioned to be predatory. That we're told as young men, you know, Girl, you know, there's plenty of fish in the sea. You know, go sow your royal oats. You know, we are conditioned to do that. You know, this isn't something that that's that's uh, a learned response. It's something that we're conditioned to do. I mean, meaning, well, it, it, it's it's taught. It's it's not innate. So we are taught and we are told go out there and date as many women as you can, because that's a measure of your manhood. And so, uh, why a lot of guys call me Yoda is that you know you have to unlearn everything you learn before you take those steps towards, you know, walking in your own truth, because we are taught to be toxic and fragile. We are taught uh, not to share our feelings and not to introspect and look at ourselves, you know, because it's okay to fuck over women, period, cis and trans. So this is, these are the things that, that when we, we attempt to have conversations, all of this part of, of, of our journeys are left out because no one wants to listen to that because, yes, your journeys are hard, but our journeys are hard because it's our journey. We don't know your journeys, and yet you don't know ours because as, as, as and, I, and I'm sorry, I forgot her name, you know, and, and, she, and she said he was going through stuff and he was drinking and doing all of that. She couldn't help him with his journey because that journey wasn't hers. And, and we have to have the grace. We have to have the space. We have to have the understanding from men who are open enough who do have the words, who do work with the community to make a difference and help these men who are struggling because these men are struggling. You can't go get therapy uh, or, or there's no degree. I mean, you can get in it. It's going to, you know, all of a sudden help, you know, this so-called trans amorous man and then don't speak. Um, Chris, if you don't mind, I just wanted to just say one point. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, I've heard the term um, consent. We use this in this conversation a few times. And I just wanted to highlight an exclamation point. What consent is. And it's not just exclusive to me saying yes or no. It's also, even if you are physically on top of me, I have full autonomy and agency to say no again or no after I said yes. And I've redacted my, uh, I've retracted my consent. And at that point, it is still unconsensual. So if we, I just wanted to highlight that talk about consent because I've noticed about my transition, I said no and continued because the initial consent was dismissed. So consent does just not stop at the initial point where I told you yes. It's, it, 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 it's ever going even when you're on top of me or you're inside of me. If I say no, I've retracted my consent, and now it is still no, get off of me. So that is something that you should also be teaching your brothers, um, men, as you stated so eloquently, that they are essentially taught to be hunters and predators. So that consent is just not stopping at my, the initial point. It is through the entire course of our interaction. So I just wanted to highlight in an exclamation point that fact, because as we're talking about chasing and how this the trans body is, that is something that needs to be highlighted. 
the answer. I'm not even I'm done speaking. I think uh, back to this idea, I think that the thing that really kind of got to me a little bit was the fact that Troy um, said that men are taught to be like these predatorial beings, right? And I think that as women, the one thing that we don't like is the idea that we feel like we are being stalked, right, rather than pursued. And I think that that is where this taster term comes into play, right? It goes, I, I know at least for me, I can't speak for all of the, the women and feminists on the stage, but I know that at least for me, I don't like the idea of feeling like somebody's piece of meat that they play with and that they chew on and then they come back to it and they chew on it a little bit more and they come back to it, right? And I think that that is where that chaser uh, uh, component comes in for me because I don't want to feel like the mouse in your game. I don't want to feel like you're stalking me and that you enjoy, you know, following in my footsteps and, and peeping around corners and, and checking in and see what I, and, and like seeing what I'm doing and pouncing when it suits you and then not being there at other points. And I think that a lot of the times that is that creepy shit that gets men dubbed as chasers, right? It's not always just about the sexual shit. I think that sometimes the girl can smell a chase for the second that he pops in her inbox. It's just like, don't come up in here with that vibe. There's this vibe that men think is sexy. And I think that um, Troy kind of helped me narrow it down for myself. It's that some guys feel like they are coming off as like this alpha male predator, sexy male machismo. But what you're really doing is freaking you the fuck out and making me feel stalked upon and making me feel preyed upon. And after you've set that tone for me, now anything that comes out of your mouth also has that same increment for it. Um, for, for me and I think for a lot of the girls, I think that when we're talking about this, there has to be some level of understanding and respect for the fact that trans women are indeed women and that we're worthy of the same amount of energy that you're going to put into any other relationship or any other situation or whatever. And I think that a lot of the times the thing that does it is that y'all try to bullshit us as if this is what y'all would do with any situation and we know that it's not. Right. Like we have enough cis girlfriends. We all come from a mother. We all come from, you know, spaces where we are usually in community with cis women. And so we know what y'all give when y'all are trying to give or when y'all are trying to get or whatever the case may be. And we often recognize that that is not what is afforded to us because y'all don't think that we deserve it. Y'all don't think that we're worth it. And for whatever reason, there's this understanding between men or amongst men who claim themselves to be transamorous or who even claim themselves to just be attracted, right? That says that you're not going to get that much because you're not worthy of it, right? I'm not going to put in the time to court you and to take you out and to run the gambit of introducing people to you because you're not going to be around that long. And those are the things that I think like really hones in on this conversation when we're talking about the chaser things is when we see men saying that they're, you know, like these alpha male, these predators and like that shit is cute when we talk about, you know, our sexual relationship and what we like intimately, right? But when we're talking about just talking to women, when we're talking about the idea of pursuing a woman, if you wouldn't, you know, if you wouldn't offer yourself sexually to Jasmine, this, this woman within your first couple of messages, don't do it to me. Because I know, you know, and nine times out of ten, the thing that y'all don't know is that we've heard how you give it up for, you know, other types of women, or we heard how you give it up for cis women, or we heard, you know, the game that you spin a thousand times over. And so if we get something different and we call you on it, I think that 
it, it, it has to come down to that self that self-preservation of whether or not you're going to check yourself or whether or not you're just going to go ahead and, 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 you know, take that title that we're going to give you, which is chaser, because that is what we feel. We feel chased. We feel like we are a piece of meat. We feel like, right. We don't feel like a woman in that um, aspect. And I think that that's also another part of the trans amorous versus uh, chaser conversation that we're missing is not just the sexual aspect of it or being seen as objects, but it's also the way that you all approach the situation as if we owe you something or as if we are like a game to be played and figured out at your leisure whenever you feel like it. My name is Hope and I'm done speaking. Well, can we respond to the question of the room? Yeah, I'm going to Okay, well, oh, go, let Chris go and then you can go to the next Oh, I'm sorry. Was that any... <laughs> well, anyway, real quick, because it was just like, uh, <clears throat> I think a lot of the, you know, behaviors that Pope was mentioning, you know, if a guy, the parent that a guy is giving you less, allow me to call him out on the shit, hold him accountable. Um, what I am saying is a lot of the guys that I know in this, you know, Space, you know, a lot of them are looking to give, you know, exactly what they give to cis women or even more. I mean, I have to be honest for myself. I have done things for women. I have given a level of treatment to the trans women I partner with that cis women wish they got from a man. And I've gone beyond the ways I never did in my life before for these women that have my heart. And, you know, I think there are a lot of guys who are honest and earnest about this. Um, of course, there are, you know, men who are pieces of shit. I think there are a lot of men out there, but, you know, um, I, I can't say it's like a catch-all where all the guys are like this, because a lot of the guys that I know that I talk to really, really are looking for that love, looking to have a queen. And they want they want that as, as bad, if not more a lot of times, um, and they want to put her up on a pedestal and treat her like a princess and all this stuff. Um, but I, I, I just wanted to share that I, I, I see what you're talking about. It's definitely, you know, something that men need to be called out on. And, you know, trust me, that's kind of one of the benefits of these groups, with my group and with Troy's group. You know, we call each other out on our bullshit. We do call each other out. We our opinions, honestly, we are not. I have not sat there and 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 I have actually called out guys. And my I've called out a friend of mine who was cheating. He was being a, he was being a fucking scumbag. And I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna change up. Like, we can't be cool no more. Like, you got to get the fuck away from me with that bullshit. I have to set the tone for the group. But you know, I've sat by where you know Troy and and sharing honest opinions with another guy he didn't, you know, agree with. And, you know, they had it out. And knowing that we sent these specific groups is like that. I know that this, these specific groups, the population is so small. So I, do, I do understand that point of it as well, where it's like, you guys are saying this, this is happening, but I don't see it on the street. Because this is a really small group of dudes. It really is. Okay, thanks, Chris. Um, go ahead, Louisa. Hi, guys. Um, so I've been listening in, and it's been really interesting. I've got lots of information. But I just want to pose a question as someone that's kind of like alien to the topic a little bit. And it's kind of like a thing of where um, the whole 
Ignatius thing and like against trans amulets, isn't it kind of like the same? Because it's like if the individual's consciously going after someone that's trans, it's for particular reasons, regardless if it's like the chase thing or the um, amulet thing, it's like a very particular thing that like they don't well, know. What I would say, Louisa, um, we've had a lot of different opinions on what are in this room, and many of the girls specifically said how they felt about the term and why they considered this the term. So I think that was earlier in the conversation. I guess that'll come down to what you believe. What do you believe a chaser is? I couldn't tell you, babe. I've never interacted before on board. I think it's chasing on my brain would be like, someone that wants a trans woman, they want a woman that's either in transition or has had a section kind of specifically. They want like a trans person. Yeah. And well, in my opinion, when it comes to chasers, they just want us for sex. Okay, and then amorous want relationships, but the whole, if they specifically want a trans person for a relationship, doesn't the kind of similar connotations come up as to why they want a trans woman? There's the same reason different. why they want a cisgender woman. They have no, it's different. not the same, baby, because there's, there's, there's a big difference between trans women and cis women. Absolutely, but men date cis women for their specific reasons, and they date trans women for their specific reasons. Again... <laughs> Men, okay, men, so men, date, men date men date men date women exclusively. What, 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 one second, Trey. Go ahead, Ben. I mean, I'm somebody that's proud. I'm, I'm a second trans. I date trans. I, I believe in trans women. I'm, I'm not. I don't know if I consider trans or not. I don't care neither. Um, my thing is, I'm just listening in, and how I go about how I go about trans women. I don't care to have a relationship. I don't care to be married. So if I'm just a cis woman and I. Want to have sex? Same thing with the trans. I'm not treat you no different. I'm gonna treat you the how I go about as I feel. Woman. I feel, you know, I don't feel no different. So if that makes me safer, I'm going about the same too as I go about the cis woman. What I'm saying, but I'm not shame. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not claiming who I am. I'm proud to say that I'm, I'm attracted to trans women. So I don't get where it's not like I'm denying who I am or nothing. But at the same time, that's how I go about women. I mean, I think that ultimately that's just, and I, and I mean this with love and colloquial understanding of us being mostly black in this room, um, it's definitely giving us a boy, right? Um, and I can respect it as long as you can own it. And I feel like then if you're owning that, then by all means, I'm here for it. It's the ones and it's the guys who I feel like don't give it up in the way that you just gave it up, like you said. Everybody can get it, right? But nobody can get it long-term. Um, right. And if your understanding of it, if that's what it's going to be, then cool. But I think that a large part of the, the issue here that we're having when we have these conversations is that niggas don't like the terms that come with that, right? It's just the, it's the same conversation that men give women all the time. It's like, well, if you don't like being called a hoe, then wear a uniform, right? If you don't like being called a chaser, a fuckboy, you know, a, you know, a no good ass nigga or a piece of dick ass nigga or whatever the case may be, then don't be that nigga. You know, if you're not okay with the fact that people are going to also attach those things to you. And I think what makes you a little bit different, um, Vince, is that you're okay with whatever the term is because you're not going to change the behavior that goes with the term. So if that's, you know, if that's what the behavior that you're giving off, you know, is also coined as, then you're willing to take that. And most guys are not. I think that that's where 
the need for this conversation is coming from. And so it's not coming from guys like you who are willing to say, well, you know what, this is, you know, what I do. And if that's what y'all are deeming as chaser behavior, then I am a chaser because I know how to deal with you. But it's the guys that will try to coddle you out of believing that there's something that they clearly are. It's the guys that have been passed around the niggas that are for the streets. It's the niggas that have been in and out of every girl's bed, DMs, and, and you know, on every other plan and every other thing, lying on a girl, lying on a girl, you know, like doing all of the things, you know what I'm saying? But meanwhile, when you give them the, the, the term that goes with that and you call them the things that go along with those things, it's how dare you. You know what I'm saying? And I respect the fact that, you know, even though I don't really agree with even though I don't, I, I don't want to say I don't agree because that's your, that's your life. And, and if the girls are willing to accept that from you, then whatever. I don't particularly care for men who, you know, date in the way that you date or, or pursue women in the way that you pursue them. I respect the fact that you're not going to sit up here and argue me down about the fact that you're not when you clearly are. And I think that that's another part of this conversation that might need to be discussed as well. Um, I, I have something I want to contribute to the conversation. I've, I've been listening and I thought, Okay, uh, one second, Brianna. Does anybody else want to get on the list after Brianna? I do. I'm on the list. Do we I'm have any more um, trans attractive men out there that want to come up? Or? Yeah, I believe there was um, someone that wanted to come up. Chris, can you let up? I think it's Nicholas to the thing I, I texted you about. Nicholas. Okay, I got you. Yeah, brother Nick, brother Nick. All right, Nicholas, and then, I'm sorry, so I have Samaya, and who else? You can put me out there, too. Okay. So it wasn't me speaking. That was Brianna that wanted to talk. Oh, okay. so Brianna then Jackie. Thank you. All right, Jackie. And I want to address Louisa, uh, Chris. I'm glad you Okay. I want to go. I can't sexy. I'm sorry. I had to say that. <laughs> All right, uh, Brianna. Um, is you have the phone? Um, hey y'all. Um. <laughs> I try, I kind of, like, I think it's okay if, if somebody is communicating that they only have the capacity to just have sex. Like, I, I, like, I don't want us to get into the trap of, like, I don't know, I kind of feel like we on the feminist side, we over romanticize relationships and we fall into the same tips. Like, this woman, well, if I do this, 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 and that, then I'm gonna be in this relationship and I'm gonna be this man, be with this man, and we're gonna ride out to the sunset. And like if you talk to anybody that's been in a long term relationship, it, you don't you don't follow any rules. You just meet somebody and shit happens and it it, it you know, the, it, and then the history was written. So I I kind of don't I don't from I, I can at least speak for myself. I don't put myself in just to be honest, I'm not in a period where I'm in a relationship right now, but I don't ever want to put myself into a box where I have to follow these rules and then um, when I meet somebody and it doesn't pan out how I think it is, it's like, oh, he's a chaser. No, this is just somebody that I, he could be a somebody right? somebody that is a moment. I, I don't know. Somebody doesn't be put on like relationship pedestal, and uh, I feel like we're, we we talk we've been talking a lot about consent 
The consent is also about like non-verbal cues. So that goes for like sex. But even in relationships, sometimes you don't have a man doesn't have to a man is not explicitly gonna tell you he's a fucking boy, but he's gonna do certain things or he's gonna act in a passive aggressive way. And because we are trying to play this role of being this woman, of being hyper feminine, we will see patterns and we will see red flags and then because we're too afraid to call it out or we feel like we can't keep this man that makes us less of a woman, we'll go through these cycles these cycles and won't call it out. Like at the end of the day, I have the responsibility to uh, to decide who's going to be in and out of my life. And if a man is demonstrating that all he has the ability to do is have sex with me, then it just is what it is. There's nothing wrong with that because if, if you can't be in a relationship with you want, I want my all of my sisters to have the, the best of bomb sex of their lives and get all the orgasms that they can in the meantime until they meet us. But I just, I don't know. I just think I just think we have to be open to meeting people and taking people um, where they are and not trying to paint people um, with this chaser brush. And like, like everybody's not relationship material but it doesn't mean that you can't have fun with them it doesn't mean that you can't have a moment and i just like and we as trans women we need all of the moments that we can get and just you know you just have to be committed to living and to, to moving and also be committed to like standing up in your transness and not letting people try to like shame our transness and shame the man that are like no shit. If you if somebody come and tell me they're your trace friend, and I feel like you know, having a moment, like I'm a like I'm a do it. For me, it's about us as trans women taking our power back and opening ourselves up to the possibilities of having experiences, so that when we do get to the man that's supposed to be our man, we're not jaded, we're not like hope, like we're not like. Can't take everything personally. You can't. I'm not. About, I'm not about to take it personal. Personal because I had something to offer, and you aren't ready for the type of love that I wanted to give you. Like I'm just. I'm not. I don't know. I just. Sometimes with these conversations, it's just like if you follow this guy, but you're gonna find find this perfect man in life and relationships and love doesn't work like that. And I just want us to be open to just um, living life and having um, different types of experiences with men. It's funny. I'm sorry that I'm just cut in, but um, I, what was your name? You were just speaking. I wanted to make sure. Brianna. Okay. Yeah, Brianna. Because I had a conversation with Chris and I basically said the same thing. I don't know about y'all. I know about me when I first came into my transition, you know, you look to the activists for, okay, how should I be treated? How should, what should I request? Or, you know, how you think you should be as a trans girl? Because ideally, for me, I didn't have anybody around me. But and when I started to date and when I started to mingle with men and get an understanding is when I had to define the terms of the relationships that I wanted to engage in. There was no cookie cutter way to do this or to be. And um, I agree with everything you have to say, 100%. Oh, I feel like that. Jackie, next one. Can I go ahead? Sorry, who was that? Uh, 
got a couple more people, but then I have to put you at the, at, on the list. We got Jackie, Kai, and Troy, and then I'll put Asian in. Okay, I hope everybody's going good. Um, so I went in and out of the room a little bit either because of distractions or because of phone calls. <laughs> so, um, are trans amorous men considered chasers? You know, I think I have to. I don't remember who it was and exactly what they said, but I guess I kind of have to agree with it. I guess. Um, it all goes back. Behavior, you know, are you, you know, are, how are they acting? How are they behaving? Are they, you know, treating me as a person? Are, uh, you know, they seeing, are they seeing me as a friend, you know, as a human being? Or do they just, you know, see me as sexual desire or whatever the case may be, you know? Um, I think it's possible for trans amorous or trans attracted men to not act as chasers and, you know, be respectful and be gentlemen and, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, but I think it goes back to their comfortability with themselves. Like, do they accept themselves? Are they questioning themselves? You know, because from my experiences, I see a lot of guys who are, you know, and it gets annoying because I hear the same shit over and over and over again. Um, but, you know, it always gets repeated. But, you know, um, you know, when I met you, I'm kind of conflicted about, you know, what I know versus what I see. And when I see you, I see, you know, whatever. And But I know that, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're trans or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know... I, I just think it goes back to behavior, you know, do, I mean, I don't think that every man is, you know, the same. And I do think that there are good men out there who, you know, would love somebody, you know, who's trans or, you know, but I also think that it also, you know, it plays, society plays a part, you know, how you grew up, who were your friends, who you looked up to, what they believed, how strongly you felt that what they believed, you know, is the right way to be. You know, it just, it all depends. Different factors factor in, but, you know, I'm just, you know, I just, I just want somebody I can freaking have a conversation with rather than freaking going to just, can we just like have a conversation, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, can we just be friends? But, you know, that's my, that's my, um, take on it. Uh, Nicholas, did you want to get on? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we have. Can you put me up there? All right. All right. Uh, Troy, you're up. I got you, Ben. All right. All right. So, so since since you since you spoke up, that's real talk. I appreciate your honesty, and I I literally you know talked about that scenario because at one point in my life, I was that. You were sister trans. I wasn't worried. Worried. You know, was interested in a relationship. You know, I was, I was I was just going for the ride, and, that, and that's where I was. And that's just real talk, brother. I appreciate that. Um, Brianna, you know, I love you, girl. I love you, so Brianna. I just had to say that. And Brianna, as well as Amaya, who had up there a podcast by 12, uh, which uh, everything. Um, it's, it's an amazing listen. Um, these are women who are my friends, my platonic friends, who, who I can talk to, who, who 
will sometimes hold my feet to the fire and say, oh, wait a minute. Or sometimes they say, oh, you did a good job. And they pat me on the head and make me feel good. Um, uh, wrote some things now. Okay. Uh, Jackie, conversations. Love conversations. Um, Brianna and, and, and uh, somebody I know that I, I, I talk a lot. So uh, that's something that I value. Uh, and when you're speaking of relationships, um, you know, I, that's what I want. But as Heavy D said, you know, when one searches, one never finds. So I'm open to it, but I'm open to that conversation. I'm open to getting to know someone. I'm open to having real conversations about any and everything. Um, because if a woman is going to be my partner, she's going to walk down that path with me. If she's going to be my woman, then, then damn it, we got to be able to do all of that. And I'll finish. Um, I just want to say that I believe I'm next, right, Chris? Um, I'm sorry, I thought that was Asia. Uh, yeah, oh. you, you, yeah. Okay. Asia, were you, did you mean to be on the list or no? Um, I actually lost my train of thought as we finished, so I'm going to go ahead. And then we got Nicholas, uh, Anastasia, and Vince. Thank you. So I think Maggie and Hope said it the absolute best. Um, I think their point proves that there's such a great disconnect not amongst the relationship between trans women and trans amorous men, but trans amorous men and themselves. Um, it's the ownership for me, right? And I respect, I respect, um, what was the brother's name? Who took that ownership? I do what I do. And I think that level of honesty is missing in so many of the conversations that come back to me. Um, and I think when it comes to tendencies, right, I think any man who who feels that he has to treat a cis woman differently than a trans woman, I think that speaks a little bit, a little to where they're at in their journey. Because the reality is, um, if you consider yourself trans amorous, you kind of have to transition as well. And I think a lot of trans amorous men refuse to do that work. Like Troy, I believe, said, like, you're sort the systems to oppress women in general. Um, but just because you like trans women, you're still part of that system. You still participate in that system, and it's violent. Um, I've met trans amorous identified men who lie on the ground, who will go to the next trans woman and share a falsity that never happened in order to make themselves seem more desirable. I've seen it more times than I can count. Um, and to me, like I said, that doesn't serve any community, right? That's the toxic thing that you've been taught and you've embraced even in this trans amory. I think the part that, that really that really confuses me and maybe I'm not surrounded by it, I don't know. But for me, I, I, I it's hard for me to process amory because I don't see the love a lot of times. I don't see the love. I see the I see the censoring of feelings sometimes. I don't see the love. I don't see the adoration. I don't see the the commitment to teaching and the commitment to unlearning. I don't see not saying it doesn't exist. I just don't see it in my personal life and my personal circle. Um and I do think that anything has to play with it. Um I think um a lot of trans amorous men decide they want to indulge in trans amory when they're older, when their looks are no longer small. No shade to anyone in the room. Um and it's because they find themselves in that space that they're entitled to trans women. And I think that's a lie as well. Um, and it gives me incel vibes sometimes. Again, not all, but this is just what I've experienced. 
So what I would like to women, I would like to see public campaigns. Uh, it's great that you have the support groups amongst each other, but I want to see declarations. I want to see public campaigns because the fight is already against us as trans women. The fight is already against y'all as trans and women. I want to see marches. I want to see conversations with the cisgender community, male, female, or whatever have you. I want to see the pulling of parents in. I want to see that work because that's the work trans women have to do. A lot of us don't make it, make it to the next day to actually complete that work, but I would like to see that from your community. I'm Ms. Mojo, and I'm done speaking. Um, okay. Um, so get back to the list here, so we can turn everybody in who has something to say. Um, can I just say? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I just want to say thank you for everybody for tuning in to this amazing conversation. Please make sure you follow the Elite Lounge on top. Please make sure you follow everybody on the stage, people to your left, to your right, up, down, everywhere. Um, I just wanted to pitch in You know, Miss Mojo, that's definitely not the first time I've heard, you know, saying, well, we need you guys organizing all of these things. And, you know, really, I think it's that's way it is. At the end of the day, a lot of these guys are not activists. I mean, you have a lot of women in the trans community that are just straight up activists. This is what they do. They know it inside and out. It took a while for y'all to get there. It's going to take us a little bit of time to get there, too. And, and I just think, hopefully, eventually we'll get there. I'm trying to get my nonprofit stuff up right now, trying to get there. But this is a community of men that are not activists. We all have jobs. We do other stuff like this. And it's just wait, wait, wait. I gotta call Colton. Okay, uh, I'm gonna finish what I'm saying first, and then I'm I'll sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you. Okay, so now I, I just think the expectations are of what you want for tomorrow, right now. It's, it's, it just won't. Be. Lots of guys were declarations. I do it through my podcast. We have some other guys starting up their own media. And there are guys speaking up in public posts in different groups. And we're trying to do what we can within the conference, just how our life is. But the, the full-on marches and all of that stuff, I, I, I don't think it's here right now. And I think it might be immediately. I think we could get there someday. I think we could partner with somebody to go on march someday. But like in the present, I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm just being realistic. I don't think I'll ever see it in my lifetime because that's not a, a dire need for y'all. That's my honest truth. I don't think my my daughters will ever see it in, in their lifetime. I don't think my trans ancestors ever saw it in their lifetime, and it's not going to happen. So it, it has to say it's not the, oh, we're not ready. And I think this is a lot of times where it's like that whole down low trade situation. I'm accusing you of that. But it's kind of the same language when the trade says to us, you know, um, I wanna I wanna I wanna show you to the world, but just not right now. This is what we hear. Um, and you're saying kind of a variant of it. Um, it's not the right time right now. I'm I'm doing what I can and it leaves us in the same space of being 
forced into the darkness when we choose to live in the light. So I'm saying in your 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 profession, not profession, but in your dedication to trans if you're you are sorry, if you are dedicated to trans there have to be some major steps that have to happen. And I and I challenge you because cisgender men can get together for sports. Cisgender men can get together for music. Cisgender men can rally, and none of them are activists, and be loud and wrong. Not saying you're loud and wrong, sis, but can be loud and wrong about politics, religion, and other things that never stops them from doing it when they feel that this is what they want to say and this is what they want the world to know. So how come when it comes to us trans women, uh, maybe, just not right now. I personally can't receive it, but I don't knock you if that's where you're at in your journey. Use it. 
we will stand behind you. And if you know any other black power, a woman behind a man is a powerful force. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to tell you. So if you if you believe in yourself first, because I hear the discouragement, say that I do see it happening. And this is the stance that I'm going to take. I bet you every trans woman that is a trans woman of color specifically will stand right behind you to support you and uplift and amplify your voice. We've done it many times and we'll do it many times again. I'm not leaving. I'm done speaking. Can I, can I come in, Troy? I'm going to hear Mojo disregard um, the guy's feelings. And you know me, Troy. I don't disregard the man's feelings. But, and there's no shade to Chris. And also, I'm willing to us to, for us to argue through this so we can get to a solution. But at the end of the day, I am a black trans woman. And when you tell me, oh, no, well, you just gotta wait a little bit more. You just gotta wait a little bit longer. That's part of the reason why I've had to no shade divest from men, from men, especially black men, and set my set my life up in a way where I'm prioritizing my soul, um, so that I'm good whether I'm in a relationship or not. Because I don't have the type of time to wait for black men to get together and for black men to come around. I have to live my life, whether I'm partner or whether I'm single. That's my responsibility to live my life because I don't have I don't have time for niggas to to come to terms with their trans attraction. I've been in that, I've been transitioning over ten years, and it's crazy because me moving back to my hometown, I'm coming up on ten years of knowing niggas, same niggas I was running around with with my early twenties on the DL. These same niggas had no intent on coming out on their sexuality. I now know that niggas in the closet is just going to be the niggas in the closet, and I can't let it affect my life. I have to set my life up in a way where I can thrive um, with or without a nigga on my side. So when you when you tell us, well, not today, not no shit. It kind of gives like how white people tell black people. Oh well, you you get your turn for a poverty, but you you just gotta wait for it. You gotta not today. It's not too, and it's just like you get that y'all have a journey, and you know I'm supporting. Part of the 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 reason I like the divestment movement is I can still be concerned about your liberation, but I don't need to be in proximity to you. I don't have to give my body. I don't owe my body. I don't owe my love and my romance. I can still want for your liberation, but in order to save myself, to save other black women, I have to divest. I have to take care of myself. So I want y'all to get y'all liberation, but that doesn't mean that I have to open myself romantically to you and make myself an option while you um, beat up on me, while you work through your attraction. I just don't. I just don't want to do it, and I'm not gonna. It would be irresponsible of me to tell other black trans women to. Um, prioritize partnering and prioritize taking care of men when doing that shit is killing us. Like I want, I want us to live past thirty five. I want us, I want to live until I'm sixty or seventy. They are single or they got divorced and they don't have a man and they live a bad life because they don't have to take care of no man. So um, it's, it's not enough to say that it's not going to happen today. Like I, we need to be, y'all need to be working to make this, make sure that it happens, and it's no shade. And 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 so. that's what is, and then and sure, and because I'm I'm fired up and in a good way because I am 
was trans amorous because I love my transgender. Do you hear me? And to a point where I was, I'm willing to die for mine because my disability relinquishes my safety and my selfness and my my passability because I am speaking out. So every time I come onto this platform and I'm doing the work in our community, the target on my back gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So when we talk about trans amorous, I am willing to die for mine. Are you? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I put my body on the line. You know, I've, 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 I've out in the mall when seeing them in trouble. Uh, I've given women jobs and, and done things like that. So, you know, and, 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 and Brianna, you know, that I call out these men who live in fear. Um, there's no excuse for it because ain't nothing stopping them from making that two in the morning message or, or a phone call. Uh, what you doing? You know, can I come through? You know, I, I I know that that's what most men do. You know, I'm not blind to that, and 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 it's tired. And some, and some of these men have been doing it 20, 30 years. You know, they're still doing it, and they haven't changed their behaviors because there's no onus on us. And the only way that we can make some changes is to be public and to be loud and to be visible, which I've been doing. You know, and 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 and, and I do understand the pushback. Uh, uh, um, Chris, in, in some ways, saying, you know, we can't go to marches and things like that, or it's, it's not that time. Um, it, it's past time because if you look at the last couple of, this last two men who killed trans women, they had black faces. Again, you know, young black men targeting trans and black trans women. Again, you know, uh, uh, it, it's men not being able to deal with themselves or being predatory or whatever it is. Men are, men are the problem. Men have problems, you know, and, and men are not talking about those problems. They're not. They're not. Most men keep to themselves. They hold on to macho bullshit. So there's a lot of fucking work to be done. And I'm going to keep doing it because nobody else is going to do it. Can I, can I, I just say real quick? Hold on, D. I just want to say, mm-hmm. when it comes to closet, what may look like a lot for you is actually the key. So please think about that when you are in relationship with trans women, because like Troy just said so beautifully, um, we're actually, the number has moved down from 35. So the number is just going down by our expectancy. And like Bree said, we don't have time. And it's not a feeling of trying to rush you to do anything, but it's past time, right? You've done it the gentle way. Many before you have done it the gentle way. Um, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So we have to go back to the drawing board. You do not have to be an activist to show up at the protest. You do not have to be an activist to, you know, start these uncomfortable conversations in your barbershops. Activism has nothing to do with that. But this is your life. This is your life, right? You stand in it. You want to talk about love. Nineties describes love in such a beautiful way. And a lot of us trans girls, we have to have that love for each other because we're so tired of waiting for it from y'all. No shame. So we have to learn that to have that for each other. I miss Mojo, I'm done speaking. Sorry for interrupting anyone. Yeah, I, um, Miss Mojo, being an activist is not really the issue that you know, I guess they couldn't the check what calling. I was offering was that you guys need to organize and you have to have all these being that guys show up to these events. A lot of guys group they do show up to these events. They do volunteer. In fact, we're all getting together to volunteer for a Transgiving in New York. Like, we are doing a lot of that stuff, and we are in cis groups. We 
definitely don't stand for any transphobia in any circle that we're at. I think the the ash or the difference in expectations was really in y'all need to organize, y'all need to be having events and doing all these things. And but I'm a nonprofit now. I just pay my money to get it done. Like it is happening, but it ain't gonna be today. Like I am getting there. And we are getting in a podcast. Like y'all want this big movement. Ain't nobody else speaking. Like attack on you, my love. This is you've heard from several trans women. That lets you know how much of a need this is and it has to be a sense of urgency. So it's not saying that you aren't doing enough. It's the fact that it's not it's it's not knocking down that wall. So it's a call to order for you saying, you know what? I hear you and I need to do more. Well, I need to make sure that I'm doing this at a at a pace where because these these trans women still aren't seeing it, they're not feeling it. So that's what it was a call to action. And it wasn't calling you out, it was calling you in. Do you hear me? Yes, I do. It wasn't an attack. Um, Don't feel attacked. So oh, no, no, I'm just explaining the nuances. Like this is what is another it's a small group, y'all. Like I said before, it's a small group where you may not see it out there in the street. It just, I mean, we have 250-ish guys between both groups. Not exactly a big one. Yeah, but that's a lot of things. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, because you wait here for Ms. Mojo. But the question is, you know, as trans people, do we um, divest from those that are killing us, which are the DL men? Like, we have to do work, not saying that, you know, it's beyond transamorous. Like, I just started learning the term transamorous last year, but I've been dealing with DL men pretty much my whole life. So the divestment from DL men in that culture is something that we have to do so that we won't give them space because if they don't have the girls to work with, you know, they can't do what they do. Um, and I'm not saying that we, and I'm not saying that we should blame because we all know how society sets us up when you're on the fringes. Um, of society as being black and trans and being on the fringes of society as being someone of um, cis male stance and being attracted to trans, you're kind of meet at that fringe place. And, you know, I'm in almost in my mid so, you know, DL men have been there at every turn, but now the, the, the grouping of these trans analyst men, um, you know, it's a small pool and still a lot of us still get our DM school or on our site that we our data sites for DL men and someone's entertaining them. Someone knows that this next person could be the last person that we see. And I know that we do have um their businesses built around DL men. There's businesses built around trade, you know what I mean? Um people, you know, those who do have to do sex work. Those are the clientele, but we have to kind of save ourselves. As we can see in the black community as a whole, we can't quite rely on the black men to do much. They don't sit in the privilege enough to do anything for themselves, the black cis women, the black trans women. So what we have to do is collect resources on our own. Um, and I don't, and I don't have all the keys or the tools to tell you how to um, collect those resources because that's the only thing that's going to save us. As Diana was saying, the trans women that she knew that reached their 60s and 70s, they live in these crab life alone or 
or, or one's partner, divorce, whatever, but they had found the way to collect resources for themselves so that they can save themselves. Black men are not going to save us. It's a beautiful thing to have black on black love. I just got out of a relationship with a trans amorous man. When you get in a relationship with a trans amorous man, it's almost now what? I know that you're attracted to me. Now what we're going to do? How has your life been set up in the way? Um, yes, your mom, but who else in your social circle knows? Like, then you have this conversation on disclosure. But going back to the original question, we as trans, feel non-binary, black, non-binary, black, all of that, we have to find ways and to save ourselves. If it's just us marching, we have to be okay with that. If we know a man who was just in our DM is looking at us from that 16th floor window and we marching and sweating, that's just what it's going to be. And um, just working together, and I'm willing to do more work. I'm, I can't say that I've been in the community for long. I, I took a different route, and now I'm back. I had a podcast last year, and I met a lot of you beautiful ladies, Chris, and everybody through that podcast and being back in community. But one thing I do know is how I set my life up. I was, I was able to acquire some resources. And if you can find a black man that can help you acquire resources and put your life up in a better place, great. Great, but we all know, statistically speaking, and how we are set up here in America, um, that is a very low percentage. So, um, ladies, we just we have to just save ourselves. And I'm D, and I'm out. Okay, um, one second, guys. Um, before we move on, uh, I think Hope wanted to chime in next, and then, or Brianna, did you want to chime in? I want to excuse me. I've, I've been, been waiting for like ten minutes. Like, yeah, I'm waiting to get back. Are we next, to Nicholas is next. Yeah, go ahead, Nick. So we got Nicholas in the event. <laughs> um, good evening. Good evening, everybody. I hope all is well. Um, like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm I'm a bit taken aback by um several things. But let me let me let me give a background about myself. Uh, one, I guess you can call me trans amorous. I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm pretty amorous in general. But <laughs> um, I've had like my first trans experience was like honestly like we're really really good friends of mine. Um, we're still friends to this day. She went on, she got married, um, and that was like an interesting period in my life. And it still is interesting, and it is still is a journey that I'm on. Um, I wouldn't necessarily consider myself like DL, um, and also the the. I'm just in speaking, speaking about resources and black men not being there. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I find that rather off-putting. I don't want to say offensive. It's not necessarily offensive. It's, that's your journey and that's where you are. Um, but I've never been ashamed to say who I am or what I am, wherever I am. And in defense of my friends and essentially this point, my family, wherever that may be. Um, I don't really know what you meant by collecting resources and black men not being able to. Um, but I, I guess that's a different conversation for a different day. But I just, uh, in conclusion, I don't know if I'm really making a point here, but I just feel as though as a, as a black man, I think it is important for, for us to, to feel unified and to move forward together on all fronts. Um, and I understand there's some of, of my cohort and my friends who may not feel the same way, but there are people who are having loud conversations in quiet rooms for you that you do not know about. I just want everybody to, to understand that. So 
okay. All right, Nick. So I have a couple of I have a couple of, of grievances of what you just did. You you interjected in a space in a way that felt really jovial and really laid back for you when this is a conversation that I think is very serious for a lot of the folks in the room, especially the black trans women on the stage, because this conversation is the meaning between life and death for a lot of us, right? And so while it may not have been your intention to come off as nonchalant and carefree black boy, as you just did, um, it was really disheartening the way that you just kind of like, it was almost like you heard the conversation and you was like hey let me just give y'all my opinion from over here and i'm gonna keep walking to go get my coat but let me just throw it in there real quick um and it didn't feel like you were like taking the conversation seriously and i just want to let you know and make you really aware of your tone but outside of that when black trans women tell you their experience is not up for debate right and i think that when you have questions the best thing to do rather than to respond to them with your thoughts is to ask right you said at least three times just now that you weren't sure, maybe you're wrong, I think, if I can just ask. And instead of coming here and just asking for the clarity that I think that you were seeking, you made blanket statements and what could have been and should have been an email or a DM to the person that you had the questions for and took up a lot of space to say a bunch of nothing. And it's not to invalidate your truth and it's not to invalidate what you just gave to the space, but this is exactly what black trans women are talking about. When we say that there are some of you that infiltrate the space under the guise of trans amoring, right? And under the, the misunderstanding of the words and the verbiage and our experiences and do nothing, right, except occupy that space. Okay, so you and your friend had a really good sexual experience and then she went off and got married and that's cool, but how does that add to this conversation, right? How does that add to the lives of the men that are listening to this conversation that hear this and think that it's okay to have nonchalant relationships sexually or platonically with trans women? How does that enhance or enrich the way that trans women feel about black men in this conversation, especially considering that you're a representative, a representative sorry, of them in this particular moment? I think that we have to be really mindful of the images and the words and the voice, right, that we use in certain spaces because those things hold a lot of weight. And I think that if there weren't other men on stage, if there hadn't been a robust conversation before you and some of us had just entered the room and heard you speaking, you might have just upset a lot of people. And I think that it's this nonchalant attitude about the lives of trans women and it's this nonchalant attitude about the ways in which we educate you all that get y'all that nasty attitude or that negative attitude or those eye rolls that we give a lot of you all because you don't understand that for a lot of us, right? This is not a play like, oh, like, I guess I'm doing this today and I guess it was a thing that I enjoyed moment. This is our life and this is our life. And I think that even in spaces where the girls are not looking to get married or run off into the sunset with somebody, the girls are looking at the very least for our lives to be respected as, as you know, as everybody's lives should be respected and our existence to be taken seriously. And so when we open up spaces and we allow you all to learn from us, if all you need to do is sit back and listen sometimes, it's better to do that than to input something after waiting for 10 minutes to say nothing. Right, and it just felt okay. really so. Let me let me yeah. and 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 I I understand what you're coming from. So to say that I am kind of laissez faire or being jovial. So in in quite honestly, um, I think that in in most situations and circumstances, we have this 
things in the way that in the ways in which we go about things. And for for majority of it, like I, I understand what you're saying and where you're coming from. To say that I'm taking this lightly by any stretch of imagination is, is wrong. And of course, we don't know each other in the way in which we communicate, nor the intentions of our words, other than in this, this brief encounter. And I understand how that can be seen as I'm just being kind of like whatever. But in the end of this, I'll be quite honest with you. And again, you don't know me. Um, but for her, I would do anything. Like, in, 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 for real. And I, and I don't even know how to say this or begin to say this. Like, she is one of the very first women I've ever loved in my life. And I would do anything to protect her from, from then till now. So to say that it was just an experience and it meant nothing, that, that you don't know that. And <clears throat> also for the seriousness and the things that you go through. And saying that that sometimes it's best to listen. I guess we listen. Yes, we understand the stories. Yes, we understand the grievances and the the, the atrocities that you go through every day, every day. And I and I understand. I get that. I've listened to to many of her stories and and stories from other trans women that I have dealt with and I'm friends with across the board in general. And I understand what it's like to to go through a day and to not understand whether or not you're going to make it through it today. Be given whatever situation that you experience, I, I totally understand that. And mm, you and never understand. You can only empathize, right? But you'll never truly understand. And I think that this is a part of that conversation that we needed to hear, not the fact that you had the experience and now mm-hmm. she's married or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. When we talk about the ways in which, like when, when we're having these conversations, your tone is extremely important because mm-hmm. we don't know you, right? Mm-hmm. But what you know, Nicholas, is that a lot of the trans women have been born by men that look like you. And mm-hmm. so when you're speaking, there has to be an extreme amount of intent behind your behind your message. There has to be an extreme amount of attention to your tone and the and and intentionality behind what you're saying because you only get one shot, right, to be the voice for the people that you're trying to convince that you care about. And mm-hmm. so when you came here and you borderline giggled your way through your point, right, <laughs> and as we're sitting here listening to you say that, you know, she was the first and the only woman that you loved, right, or, or like mm-hmm. one of the first women that you loved, mm-hmm. but that begs the question, and especially in this particular conversation, why are you not the one that's married to her? Right? Why is she married that to her? That was my question. Because um, I got a man now. You know, so, <laughs> so that's one of the But to answer your question, like, in my first experience, I wasn't ready to And that's the truth. And I'm, I'm going to, to walk forward through that and, and stand on it. And that's the conversation that she and I have had in, in space. And at the same time, like everybody arrives at their journey or continues on their destination at their own time and in their own place. In addition, I wanted to address one of the other statements you made in regards to how uh, 1,500 men or men like myself do trans women so wrong, and 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 not to say that I'm playing tit for tat or to uh, purposely negate what you're saying, but I've also heard that that opposite of those stories. And so it's, it's definitely a two-way street in which we all. Nicholas, I don't mean to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. I think that you've proven your point already to Hope and every other Black trans woman on the stage. Um, I don't think you need to continue to prove that you are this certain type of person when it comes to trans people or trans women or who I mean, I'm not understand, understand, but you, you, you have already taken up enough space. And I think that that was the point that Hope was making on top of your tone and on top of your, you know, the aura of your, your point 
and how it seems like you're being nonchalant. Whether that is the truth, I still feel like you have to take into consideration that you've already taken up so much space and there are plenty of other, you know, people on the stage and black trans women who are waiting to be Okay. So I, well, I, I definitely don't want to take away from anybody else. I thank you all yeah, for the opportunity and I want you all to have a great day. Um, Stacey, up next in the queue. Hey, everybody. Um, so I was going to go somewhere, but all the stuff that's happened kind of just proved it in a different way. So, like, the whole impact person and, like, not to call out, like, think of us or even bench earlier. It's just like, to these spaces, you know, again, I'm gonna go back. so then, like, I've had conversations before, and it's still about the impact, the impact versus the intent. Like, when you're dealing with in the community with uh, trans women, specifically black trans women, and you're choosing to date or be an ally too, you need to understand that you can't cure cancer with cost therapy. And I say that to say that the cancer, the epidemic that is the black trans woman experience, and how we society and how we're marginalized, these little things that y'all are doing ain't cutting it. This cost is not curing this cancer. So when you step into these spaces, you have to be extra mindful. You're going to have to be extra patient. You're going to have to be extra compassionate because society has traumatized us in such a way that we're already on thoughts. It's fight or flight when the eyes open to when the eyes close. And I know that's a big thing. And like, I would love for you guys to be able to date us the same way you date this woman, the same way Vince said, you can get right and get left with that. But as for a trans woman who's experienced certain traumas dating men like that, you can't come to us that way because it's triggering. And while our healing is our responsibility, if you're stepping into our space and think that I'm choosing to love you or be in whatever with you, then guess what? You're going to have to do X, Y, and Z because that's what the, the community requires. That's what the cancer requires in order to be healed. So I want to say, and also with, um, uh, not to like focus on him, but Nicholas is the point that when someone is telling you, this is how this came across in the face of black trans women when we're having that conversation, it's better to sit with it even if you're uncomfortable and be like, damn, let me hold this. I appreciate what you said. And it didn't need a rebuttal. So the rebuttal now is you're trying to rebut Hope's perception and, and the way her experience said that this is what happened. And that's not cool. So I said all that to say, you can't approach this situation with trans women, even if you're an ally, like with the conversation with Troy and my lead, like, it seems like it's not going to happen, but if you do want to be in this community with us, you just don't have to go harder. That's just the fact of the matter because we're dying. So, my honestly, the ugly truth is, it's probably one of us dying right now, and the and that's just Say the that. ugly fact of the matter. It's probably someone dying right now, and we can't afford to not to keep waiting for you guys to be public and, and to politicize your movement when it's somebody's dying right now. That's right. You know what I mean? And, and so and it gets to the point that. You can't handle it. This isn't a thing where it's like some meaningless, as, um, I can't remember who said it, that it's just some sports event where you guys are passionate about. If you choose to lay in the bed and be in community with the trans woman and you're not out there roughing it and getting out the mud like she is, then you have not earned that and you're doing a disservice to her and a disservice to yourself in the way that you hold yourself as a man. You know what I mean? 
and also like for um, the trans women in our space, it's also like I understand the way Chaser and um, Trans Amory sit and how that can ping a nerve in us, but I also think it's because we recognize the view in which the side sees trans women. So it's like some people don't like the trans amorous term, but like I feel like owning your womanhood in the sense of saying the trans is different and just as beautiful is a way to like negate that awkwardness because someone can appreciate you for your transness and it's a beautiful thing because your transness is a beautiful thing. It's not an insight of it's kind of turning it on its head and saying that this is something to be revered, it'll kind of give you just a different perspective of which someone is trying to love you. I know it's ugly because sometimes it comes down to genitals, but if there's a beauty in anything about you, it's in you wholly is that part. I just feel that um, we also have to do, and to meet these men somewhat halfway, we have to do our own healing because when they talk and they come to us with their real problems, sometimes our trauma up against theirs and we don't give them a chance to feel anything fully before we're attacking them. And I don't think that that's a healthy way to get to a place where we're like, we need you to show up, but are we creating a place where they can show up and also be themselves because we've created a space for them with us to feel vulnerable enough to want to do that. Um, but not to negate the fact that, like Coach said, they're getting chasers that are learning the language. And so the I mean, if trade is learning to read and write, please. Yes, like, but it's giving very each one. That's what I was going to say. I feel like there needs to be a space for people to share their truth without it, without people to share their truth. I feel like what I heard was a nervous laughter, actually, that I think got me to I feel like there needs to be a space for people to kind of like awkwardly share their truth without us being own police. As far as like, I don't, I didn't perceive, I perceive ignorance for sure, but I didn't necessarily perceive that individual to be trying to necessarily make light of something. I felt like they, they, they were very unvulnerable about their past and what their intent was going forward. And I feel like, I, I want to be clear that when we're in these spaces, we are opening this up to just anybody who wants to be brave enough to get to say it. And I feel like just because someone doesn't say it in the most perfect tone doesn't always mean it. Did. because they don't know how to have the conversations because they've never had them before. 
been doing this for so long, uh, you know, I, my expectation sometimes of someone who is new to even having the conversations openly, and especially in a form like this, uh, you know, it's like, oh, it's cringe work. Um, but that's why our spaces are important. Getting back to one of the first comments that I made, you know, um, allowing someone like that to be in that space and to hear from other men who, who have been there for, for married men, you know, uh, he knows that he knows a man who's married uh, to the woman he's talking about, you know. So, so he's he, he's afforded that now and can have those conversations in a, in, a, in a group of men who have been there. So, so again, um, it's a small nuance, and, and, and I know it in, in a lot of ways, you know, from from some of the conversation, you know, if that you know that's not doing enough, you know, but, but you know, it, it, yes, it, we, we're doing the work. You know, and we have to do more because most men are stuck in fear. They're going to remain in fear and they don't see any way out of it. There's no excuse for it. Um, uh, there's none. There's just no excuse for them being scared. And we, 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 we got to do something. We got to do more. But Troy, I hear him up and, and no one was saying anything about that. It was more so about that this conversation, was, we were speaking calculus and he came up and he brought basic arithmetic. So it was about reading the room, and we were just having a conversation where we were actually digging deep to talk about issues on a macro level. And he interjected a story that was very micro, and we passed that because we're trying to actually move the needle and have a conversation about and how what that looks like. That's all that's being said, and we do understand the fear, the trauma, the Maya, the tone policing. We get all of that, but for the sake of this specific where you have heavy hitters on stage, and by heavy hitters, I mean people that understand and grasp on an academic level of what the trans experience is and how it plays our community. That's what I mean by some heavy hitters. And you have someone come up stage like, yeah, I got this experience too. Great, thank you. But we're talking about this on this level, and we're actually trying to write it out, map it out, and make it so that it's moving forward. Just like Anastasia said, someone is possibly dying right now, and I hate if I open up my Instagram and I see it and I'm reposting it, it's almost like, God damn, she was right. So the conversation that we're having in this specific moment, this one right here, is how to be better. And you have trans women on the stage, you have black men on the stage. This is the conversation that we're having. I'm not interested right now with my time and the amount of work that I do in this community to coddle someone's feelings because they're nervous about having so we can have that conversation with them at some other time, because I get you to my, yes, nervousness, I get it. But this conversation with these people that are on this, on this stage with the amount of power that we can and move the needle forward, this is the people that need to be sitting in this conversation, not them. So I just wanted to add that to you, I'm just speaking. Bonnie, I'll put you on the list. Uh, we have Brianna next. Oh, no, I didn't. No. Oh, okay. oh, sorry. Go ahead. I have Brianna, Vince, and then Sonny. So, Brianna, you want to? No, no. I was okay. just playing. I was playing. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm trying to get everybody to get on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, Vince, did you, you, you have something that you wanted to say? And then we got Sonny. Yeah, I'm driving right now. I hope you don't hear this. Um, I just feel like I'm somebody that's I am proud, like I said before, but I feel like I normally get rejection from the trans. I normally get, you know, they don't want my own support or, and I feel like I had the courage, like you said, or 
be brave enough to even say something. I am, and I'm weird on my shoulders. I, I walk hand in hand with you. I, I support you in every way possible. Just because I'm the one to be married anybody, that shouldn't make me less of a person or less of a supporter or anything. Like, I mean, you want to call me a face? That's fine. I ain't tripping about that. But I don't think like, you know, you know I feel like you push them away at the same time. Like, and that's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to go through the same cycle like, go through and everything, get talked about or whatever, social, whatever. I'm willing to go through the same But I feel like, from the people that I'm trying to support. Well, it's different when you're trying, you're fighting to fuck us versus fighting to extend our lives, our, our lives are being involved in it. That's two different fights. Your behavior diminishes your message. Ooh, my God. Can I say that? Okay, yeah, Sonny, Sonny, you're right. I just feel like these conversations are really, really tricky because the picture always gets painted into what, how black men or how men treat trans women, um, whether they're sexualizing us or whatever they do, and you know, in what ways those actions can be justified or not. Instead of the the picture, you know, actually being painted as to you know how can we make trans women safe in society and how can we stop people from killing trans women and i just feel like the the conversation is kind of gets like internalized and personalized and in reality like trans trans women don't get that kind of grace so when we say things like hey like this is what we're talking about we're we're saying it for a reason because hundreds and thousands of people who are listening to us and we can't be all over the place with our message because just it's that, that word that Hope said earlier, intent, our intent when we speak about these conversations is that we have to do the work on and off this app. Whoever we talk to, whoever we touch, because our lives are still under attack and now they're attacking children. So it's serious, you know? It's really, really serious. Definitely facts on that one. Um, I agree with <clears throat> you can now check little people's genitals for sports like that. Yeah. They do that for real? In Florida, it's been officially passed that the way that they will do it now is by administering physicals. Um, but those physicals don't have to be conducted at a professional doctor's office. They will be releasing you to the nurse's office, and the nurse can just basically say, drop your pants. Um, and it's not for any medical reason. Wasn't well, there a whole... I mean, it's, it's unethical. It, it's completely unethical. Um, it's, it's completely illegal. Um, and it's one of those things that it won't last long. The ACLU is uh, suing. If you want to know more about that, I know that Chris... Uh, specifically geared this space to have this conversation. I'll be doing a live with Chase Strangio from ACLU tomorrow uh, via Plume, and he is the main lawyer that'll be heading the, uh, the lawsuit against uh, this specific law that we're talking about right now. So if y'all want to know more about that and like the rest of the laws that are going out, because right now there are a hundred uh, anti-trans bills and some of them have been passed. So if y'all want to know a little bit more about that, then tomorrow just uh, be on your phone if you're on Eastern Time at 1 a.m. Uh, sorry. Um, learn more about that. But 
I don't want to divert the conversation anymore. Go ahead, Chris. Um, well, no, just speaking about, you know, the murders and all that, you know, that was kind of, um, you know, one of the motivations for me. You know, people ask, well, what, well, why did you get out there and, and get on a podcast and do this? I just have to, nobody else really doing it. They had to, and I think with the more men, my own guys have started their own content streams and just try to reach more people. Uh, you know, a, a piece of the process really is getting more men. You know, the more people we get to humanize trans lives and value trans lives, the more men we can get to deal with themselves, get them to a point where they don't have this freak out moment where they kill a trans person because they're afraid. Uh, you know, I think there's value in that in terms of what we're doing. And, you know, I know it's not is definitely a great way to just reach as many people as possible and you know really kind of try to change hearts and minds and get men to listen and sadly sadly you know there are a lot of men out there who uh I mean, i'm sorry there are thousands of trans out there who will only hear it and you know i'm that's the way it's supposed to be or anything like that. I'm just saying that as a, a reality. So I think it is important for a lot of us guys to really just broadcast out there because, you know, even if we say one mic, it was all worth it. You know, obviously we want to say more than one, but, you know, we help guys move forward and just change and explore on their growth and get them to think differently and get them to understand that there's nothing wrong with them for what they like and who they are. And, you know, it's, I'm sorry, I'm just, and it just really kind of like why it is so important what Troy does with a lot of guys that he talks to and what I do with some of the guys that I talk to and with the podcast and whatever content producers are out there like the more of us that get out there the better and um, I, I just really wanted to highlight that I'm not just sidebar conversation here but everybody else wants to Chris what I wanted to um, let you know one second I just wanted to tell you that, um, yes, I just wanted to let you know that I, for one, appreciate you bringing this topic to the forefront. And when I hit you up about it, you were ready and willing and even ready and willing to bring your people with you to even give us an insight into your world. Because, you know, we don't know. We don't know conversations are like, we don't know what you men feel. The way you confide in one another, I can imagine you're probably going to tell us exactly how you feel. You know, and I, um, I remember somebody felt a way about some of the comments being made on your podcast or the things being said in your, um, I guess, whatever the group is. And um, you explained to me what it was. I, I further understood it. So I just want to let you know, give you your flowers and tell you that I appreciate you. I got something to say. Chris, you just triggered me. It's like I'm playing.
practice through class, go back and forth. I'm willing to do that. Uh, I think this is all very necessary, especially to um, get the men um, on a short learning curve because, you know, the women we've been out here organizing and um, the fact is we're light years ahead of the men. Um, but, you know, these things are kind of necessary to jumpstart y'all to get y'all to be to my ladies. Like, I think it's great to have a divestment politics, but um, I don't want us to be unrealistic. Like, we're not, like none of us are never going to um, have sex with a Neo. I mean, that's just not realistic. And it's okay to, you know, have your fun. Are you free, Mark? free? Thank you. Well, girl, I'm not, and I and I'm not, and I'm not policing. I feel like if I had Sorry, every my bad. they was on the DL, girl. So for for me and mine, I think it's okay. I just think you have to um, know how to navigate and know how to do it safely because it's a way you can clear a piece, especially a messy DL piece when you, when you give. You're only here. When, I'm, when I act like I'm on the DL, when I make you my trick, you can come over here and satisfy me and you can go home. There'll be no laying up so you can scope my place. Like, there'll be none of that. You come and, and you leave because some of us, everybody not going to be, is not going to be strong enough to abstain. And, and, and like, we, sh- we as women, we should give ourselves permission to have as much options as we need and not feel shame and not feel um, shunned because some of us still want to have a hot girl summer. And, and, we we and no one's no one shaming that. And, and I think that's, no, a, great, no, that's no. a great thing. That's a great thing if that's, that's, the, that's your prerogative. I take this thing. I don't want anything less. So if a man is not able to love me out loud, I don't want it. And, he, and that's just the standard that I have. So I'm not interested in anyone's DL. I'm not interested in anyone that's trying to figure it out. I'm not interested in anyone that's questioning, let me see, and maybe just this, let me just figure, no, I'm not interested. If you don't know who you are, it has nothing to do with me and my transness. If you don't know who you are as a man, I'm not interested. Because I've let me know there's a level of growth that you have not yet to achieve yet. And I, I don't have the time to do that. I don't have time to test. And, and be with this DL man that's scoping me out and he, he robs me or he sets me up to be personally attacked because that's the, that's that's our reality. I have a trans sister that she went on a date with a with a um, guy and they sent the Uber. Allegedly, she thought that he was sending an Uber, but it was somebody that was setting up to rob her. She is now in a coma. So I'm not interested in DL. I'm not interested in anyone that, because we talk about how chasers can commit to their they can, and they'll do so just because I'm not interested. If I don't know, if you have not done the work and you're not able to be who you are without me being trans on your arm, I'm not interested. And again, it's no shame to whomever that is dating someone and still going through their, their journey of being trans. That's your prerogative. But for me and the liberation that I stand for, I'm not interested in anything less. I just wanted to say, I host the group for who want to be DL free? Uh, for my club, Mrs. Lounge. Yeah. Uh, to be DL free. You know, I've been DL free for some time now. You know, and I believe that you know other girls 
of the beautiful coming up to the side can can you do the DL? Please do. I also want to add that this hold on a second. I also want to add that this is not just about respectability politics. Right. That regardless of whether you are DL or not, um, that it's the issue is much deeper when it comes to trans women and um, how we're seen in society, uh, whether that's behind closed doors or not. And I just feel like um, to throw element in the mix is kind of like a slap in the face, to be honest. I feel um, like the way it sits, like, if you're having a man over and y'all just gonna be nasty and that's nobody's business because y'all are that's one thing. But to say that I'm not telling anybody because of how you sit as a person in society, that's where the shit is kind of like, no, we can't do that. Like, not because of that. That's some other shit. So, I think that's the difference between like regular hookup culture and then a DL person saying that who you are as a person isn't even good enough to be like, oh, I've seen you sneak at our so and so house. Oh, man, they gonna go back and guess what? It's gonna be another RIP. So, I think that's where that that place sits. Um, you know, you just you just sparked something about 20, 21 years ago. I'm sorry, who was the last person speaking? Because I was away from my phone. Um, but you sparked something. Uh, there, there's a guy who I, I, I used to work with, have known for now maybe 35 years. Who 20 plus years ago, I saw him coming out of a, a trans woman house. Uh, we invited her over for uh, for dinner. Uh, you know, but she said her man was coming over. Uh, the next morning, we both leave to go to work. And he freaked out. He's denied it ever since. We, we stopped being friends. Um, and you said something, do the work. Um, you know, a lot of men aren't doing the work. They don't know how to do the work. Yeah, that ain't an excuse. Um, because a lot of them sit in DL or what I call a functional DL where they're out in the community but not out in their real lives. And they learn the lingo, they learn the language, they learn what, what to do and how to do. Uh, uh, but there are signs that shows where they are. Um, you know, those are discussions. But it, it, in a sense, in a sense, because, you know, they learn the lingo, but little cues and, and how they act, where they take you, uh, or if they take you anywhere. But that's a whole other conversation. But my, my point is, you know, I'm a little disappointed because there, there aren't a lot of men here having the conversation. And what gets frustrating for me is, you know, I have to hear you know, the same two or three men speak all the time when there's more men out there. I know other men are, have their other things to do, but as you ladies are saying, and, 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 and I'm watching who's in the room, I'm not hearing voices that sound like me, and it's disappointing. Imagine how we feel. But but a week from now, or even tonight, or even an hour from now, it'll be people following us in these conversations. Like, yeah. I know. The great thing is what how to keep the conversation going is we just always have these conversations daily. There's so many rooms on Clubhouse and the girls gotta keep on having this conversation. 
You got to learn from one another. And if you want the change, you got to be able to have those conversations. The thing about it, though, is we, we, we gave them the, 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 the playbook 35, 45 minutes. Yeah, but, you know, all of them ain't even here. So. Let's be very, let's be, we are not at, like, okay, y'all. Uh, the, the pussy fighting is the thing that irks me. No, it's not pussy fighting. No, I'm not. I'm not saying like what it, it's. I feel like it's the pussy fighting around accepting mediocrity from men, and because I feel like the conversation is getting ready to come to a close, right? But there has been no real like no. There, there's no accountable measures being taken, right? Where when 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 Chris come back, when Troy come back, when Ben come back, like when all the niggas come back, like there's no accountable measure being ha- being taken. But we've given them, right? We've already told y'all, fuck your podcast, fuck your little inside group, right? We need action to come out of this in a way that is going to be tangible, that is going to be visible, that is going to be physical, that shows up, right? In the same way that the girls show up for ourselves, in the same way that the girls show up for black men, the same black men that kill us, that harm us, that hurt us, and all of the things, right? And we keep hearing these mediocre ass solutions to that. And my thing is, Chris, you know, I love you. Chris knows that he's my brother. We talk about this shit all day and I talk to him the same way I'm talking to y'all right now. And it's one of those things where if we keep accepting, like Nikki said back in the day, the sliced pickles on the table, that's what the fuck we gonna keep getting, right? It don't matter how many times we let them know that, no, in my rate, okay, I asked y'all for blue M&S and Evian water, if we mm. accept the pickles and don't say nothing about it, that's what we're going to keep getting. And I feel like that's exactly mm. what happens in these conversations, is that we're asking these men for blue m and and Evian water, and they keep bringing up that power and pickle juice. But yeah, pickle I, juice. I, I, the this, the this is what I want to say. Hope, I'm, I, I'm with her. Actually, we come out there and do some shit. We want to see some shit. The problem is, when there are the girls that Make, like they say, they make the room for the DL men and they don't care about nothing that we're talking about in this world. They don't care about this conversation because they enjoy DL men and they, they're comfortable in that space. So the work is not for those girls. The work is not for those girls. No, it's not for those girls. There will never be this whole solution that you speak of because although these girls sit on this platform and say they don't like DL men, many of them are going to respond to those yeah. And they may link with them. They create space for them, and that's okay. But the the actual solution that you are seeking, until I think as a group we all have a consensus, I really don't know. But Chanel, what about the men that were on stage and how? Yeah, no, they've been here. It's only a few. It's not many of them at all. I would like to also. But I mean, it doesn't matter if we sew all of our pieces together. The work is still for them to do, and we literally sat on the stage and gave them beautiful steps. Absolutely. And, we, and we were met with, uh, that's the whole percentage. That's, that's not enough. Not that's not enough. I just don't think the sexual proclivities should negate their responsibility to No, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. call them on Somebody new on stage they wanted to speak. Okay. Or who, um, is it? Oh, okay, go ahead. Uh, greetings, everyone. Uh, my name is Peter. I use the lounge as my broadcast space. Um, 
there was a point made about cis men and identify as a cisgendered man, or how we show up for our trans siblings when it comes to the, the personal work. And I will speak to my personal experience. I have been in these spaces and myself had moments in which I've unbeknownstly might have transgressed, I might have said something else not have the vocabulary understanding and have been willing to get read on stage and to be corrected and to be um, in that space of discomfort and outside of the room also questioning okay well that was a bit transphobic that was a bit homophobic that was still you know that was something that you have to investigate within and i'm a person in queer community and this is just my regular day-to-day checking in of how do I show up in my capacity? Um, I also heard folks talk about uh, one particular person. I think it was Troy saying how, well, I'm not sure if it's Troy or Chris, but someone who might identify as trans amorous, a man, specifically cisgender man, um, how they might hear all the words from our trans siblings, but how they've maneuvered, how they've been socialized, they would only hear it from another man and I can attest to that I was in a room where um not gonna lie a guy came in and was giving chase survives was confronted and you know the girls were telling him hey you're moving in this way you're moving like a fuck boy it's not a good look and it wasn't up until one of the girls asked me hey or asked one of the males in the room or male presenting folk or male identifying folk I should stay in the room that I came in and I said, hey, bro, listen, um, you know how you're coming off in the space. You know, this is not your space to really uh, maneuver and how you're maneuvering. And um, just pretty much saying the same thing as it was telling him. But because it came from me, he was like, oh, I, I heard you. And, um, you know, I just wanted to speak to that, that. You know, at least me personally, I'm trying to do the work and, 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 and I'm willing to be uncomfortable. And I'm hoping that folks, Mars, cisgender male, carry themselves in a similar way. So, my name is Peter. I'm Delange uh, NYC, and I'm done speaking. I want, I want to speak on the divestment of the young men, just like we divestment and investment. That's the the the, the opposite. Just like if we invested to the deal culture, a lot of us on the stage, and it took us steps and years of maneuvering around this this hetero these cis hetero black men. It's going to take steps to get out of that. It's not like a cutoff. You invest something you invest over time and when you divest for something you divest from it over time so no one is gonna completely go cold turkey because i'm gonna be completely honest yeah. there's still yeah there are still do men that are my friend that are still do men that i can come over and get a little peace from but there are also trans men that i have dated and that i hold to another standard um i am still learning how to divest from a community of men that i have only showed me 
um, um, that they were interested in me for years and years and years. So now we have this term and these group of men are trans amorous and we're learning, you know, what that looks like and what they can give to the community and they'll stand up for us. So the divestment does take steps over time. So um, it's not going to be a cold turkey thing, but we do have to hold ourselves and those men accountable and steps and ways, and if you don't see that those steps and ways are um, being completed, that's when you have the right to cut them off. But just going cold turkey for a community that has been literally there um, since we have come into our own, um, it's kind of unrealistic, but the only way in which we can change and have some change and kind of, you know, um, lessen the murder, because it's not going to stop them completely. And every trans woman is not on the stage. We, like someone said, we are some heavy hitters. We do have targets. People do know us. They can follow us. So, you know, men know how we come. But there are a lot of trans women who are in their homes, in their apartments, in their hotel rooms right now who are not hearing this. And it does come in steps. So don't feel guilty if you are, you know, getting what you get out of trans um, DL men. But just know that it is come with a risk. And your name may be in the headlines tomorrow. But just make sure that you are taking those steps and having those hard conversations. Because even me being in a relationship for since last September with the trans Emirates, man, there was still so much stuff that he did not know. He knew that, yes, his mom knows and his family knows about me, but, you know, co-worker, basketball team, um, um, disclosure, uh, um, religion, um, my family, all of those things still have to get answered. So the investment of DL men is going to be a process, but something has to be done um, to um, get these men out of close proximity from us. And they can know all the rules, the, the policies and the handbooks and the manuals that we put out on these apps. All of them are not up here. We're talking to Chris. I talk to Chris almost every day, all day. And um, he's not the person that needs this message. Um, and the, man that need, the men that need, need the message um, are not going to listen or be associated with this room. But we are in more close proximity than Chris or Troy because they're in our inbox. We've known that we, we've created these situationships that they can thrive into. So we do have to be um, the, the, the um, enforcement of a lot of these things. Um, the, the can I add on to that, please? Hold on, Sunny. The, the issue isn't DL men. It's not even chasers or trans amorous men. We can divest from them all day long, and they will still attack. The issue is the reason why they are DL, why they are racist, and why the deeper conversation yes. of why black men sort of they can express themselves in love uh, out loud. So we can divest all day long. That isn't the issue. That's not the conversation that I'm having. The conversation I'm having is why say that they need to DL. And I'm not talking about cultural, and I'm talking about for safety, because I know that there are some cultures that DL men have to be DL because their life is at stake. So I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the people that live in the United States that are free and able to move in, in ways in which that I would never have privilege to, but they still feel the ways they, they need to be DL for the sake of their own masculinity. And I don't even call it toxic. I call it fragile. Because for me to be trans, that says a lot about your masculinity that my trans is trusted. So the conversation isn't about you being DL. I don't care about DL. You can be a DL all you want to. That doesn't bother me. The problem is, why does this man, this black man, feel as though he can express himself in a way that everyone else should? That's the problem. And that's what we'll see.
because that's what the case needs to start in. Not with the DL man. I'm not interested in this. Hallelujah. 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 I don't know no, that that's our responsibility, though. We have no responsibility. But that's our responsibility. But that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Okay, but that's a responsibility for us men. And and, and we men, we're, we're doing the work. There's not a lot of us doing it, but we're doing the work. And, and we are encouraging others to do the work. We are encouraging others. We're pulling them out of the shadows. We're pulling them into the light. We are making them understand that what you're doing, number one, is not sustainable. And I, as a man, I'm not going to allow it. And I am going to call you out. Somebody mentioned earlier, uh, uh, oh, I think it was Chris mentioned earlier, you know, we've literally kicked some guys off the island because they're so far gone. I don't, I don't want to associate with you. And then we put out warnings. There was an individual put out, uh, so, uh, uh, uh put out a, a post about him. I said, oh, this was him last year. And here's something the year before that, you know, been warning about this guy. This is who this guy is. Um, uh, he's a danger. Blah, you know, so, you know, and, and there's other guys who, you know, they tried to step in and help him out and then realize, yo, this dude is whack, you know, and so there are some guys who aren't going to change. There's some guys who are dangerous. There's so much. There's so much. But we men, we say things and, and the other, the other uh, a brother who stepped in uh, and, and said sometimes it takes our voices or, or the voices of a man to check another man. Uh, because sometimes we don't listen, you know. So all of those things are important. I got to go, y'all. I love this conversation. I will always be here for it. Um, uh, so y'all y'all can hit me up anytime. Uh, and, and if I got the time to talk, because I like to talk, I'll be there. Thank you. Thank you, Troy. Um, what you say, Smile? Yeah, I just said I wanted to add on to that. Um, it's definitely um, onus to heal themselves, um, but I do think it's going to be there is a responsibility that we hold. I'm not going to say it's a collective responsibility for men to heal. That we hold to receive healed men. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a responsibility that we have as as women, especially as trans women, especially as marginalized women, like. No matter how vulnerable and no matter how scary it is to receive a man that wants you in your fullness, that wants you as a, a person, not just for your body, not just for what you've been conditioned to understand and conditioned to feel. We have to do the healing and we also have to work together to expand um, what we expect and expand what we want from men in order to receive these healed men. These healed men, because when you are able to these, whenever you're able to see that you are worth more than a dear man, a dear man can give your body to you. It, 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 it doesn't have to be your lifestyle. It doesn't have to be what you regularly receive. It could just be like a body to you. It could be like that, that man's my that man's a hoe. Like that, like like when you want to ha have a hot girl summer, that's what it will be to you. It won't just be it. It'll be that. It won't be. This is what I tolerate. This is what I put up with on a regular basis. This is all that I know. This is all that I need to know. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's important for us to receive. Like when these men are ready and when these men are doing the work and when we meet these men, it's important for us to receive and be able to have this kind of dialogue in real life. Not just on the social, not just on social media, because we'd be a real vulnerable in the space. 
open yourself up. And no matter how sometimes it's scary to trust people, I fully understand that. It's very important that you try your best. Try your best. And your best is all you can do to receive a, a healed man or receive these men when they're healed because they can open you up to so many things that you may not know you are worth beforehand. I guess for me, it just um, feels okay. like it depends on where we're meeting these men at or what level we're meeting these men at. Because if you, I'm meeting you in a space where you're like, you know, newly experimenting with trans women or whatever, and then I let you inside of my life and I develop feelings for you. And, you know, the dynamic has been the same for years. And we get to a point where, like, okay, we're at a crossroads. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to jump you know, across the bridge with me? And then you say no. And then I'm left picking up the pieces. And that's just been the dynamic forever and ever. So it's like, when are we actually going to change that narrative for ourselves? Because trans people, trans women, Black trans women, are progressing in society. And I feel like we can't be Captain Faber, the young man. Like, we just can't do that. It's not realistic for us because it's like, what is, in what way are we, how are we redefining our existence, you know, when it comes to um, being safe or being respected? It just doesn't make sense to us. Um, I feel like, you know, people do what you do on the no longer the day. I feel like my responsibility to myself as a person, especially as a black trans woman, has to stand above and beyond um, even sometimes what I want to experience romantically because at the end of the day, knowing what the lifespan is, knowing all the other challenges I go through the world, like, we have to run fucking business. I have a six-figure business. I go to school, right? I have to advance my life to the point where I'm stable. And I also feel like I have to live my life so successfully that it makes room for the other girls to come behind and to be able to build careers in a professional space. So I'm going to say it this way. I want the girls to go where the love is for the girls because every second you lay in the bed with somebody who's not trying to build a life with you is taken away from a second that you could build your own self. This is Dominique and I'm finished speaking. I just am saying Dominique, I appreciate you being oh excuse me. I just want to thank everybody for coming out to the Elite Lounge. Yeah, it was an amazing conversation. Follow all the comments, all the amazing topics. You know, all the Elite girls are here. Please follow the moderators. And so, but we're going to close it out. Any last things, Chris? No, I just wanted to thank everybody for coming. You know, there's way too many people. Nyree, Miss Mojo, like Anastasia, D, Asia, like everybody. I'm sorry if I didn't mention you. Dope work here, and some of the women in the community with this. Um, you know, we're not where we want to be right now. But I'm 
promise you we're moving in that direction. And, and, you know, I just want to say, move it faster. Conversation. Uh, that's for damn sure. Um, you know, and I, I, it's it's a bunch of y'all that's on here. That one here in the beginning, we were planning to have a little post show conversation with just the men. You know, the women are gonna have their little key key room, and you know, fellas, we're gonna do our thing over here. So, you know, what's going on, Mike? Uh, just trying to work out this arm that I got the vaccine in earlier. It's kind of mad sore over here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, one second. One um, anywho, so, yeah, you know, uh, again, I think a big, big piece of that whole conversation was, you know, wanting everything today, <laughs> immediate. You know, no, not not giving any time for things to kind of growing us for, for us to get there. So, um, you know, I think, I think again, there needs to be more space for men to grow to this. Trans women didn't become activists overnight. Uh, like Brianna had mentioned, they are so much further ahead of us. Um, you know, trans women can network and get organizations starting to get stuff done because they have experts for that. I don't. Again, I'm, I'm going through this nonprofit process myself and I know nothing. <laughs> I literally know nothing. I'm just happy I have a woman in the community who's willing to help me file certain paperwork to get it done. And, um, you know, 
But once I get this thing down pat, I could teach somebody else how to do it and share, you know, offer tips and all that stuff. So I think, you know, we'll get there. We'll get there on the grand scale and all that stuff. But, you know, I have to be honest. I work 60 hours a week. Bro. Like I work 60 hours a week. Plus I do this and I try to have a life like there's a lot going on here. And, uh, you know, it would be great if I could make my life being an activist and just like really set aside time to organize and get this stuff done like next month. <laughs> That'd be really great. Um, but I just, that's not what it is right now. I don't have that time. So um, anywho, I think it was a dope conversation and we'll, we'll uh, all get there. Uh, Mike, just wanted to ask you what your takeaway takeaways were from this conversation. Um, I was interested in what Hope Giselle had to say. Yeah. Um, chick. Yeah, like, like, yeah, I'll be honest with you. Like, when Troy answered that one chick that, um, I mean, I don't remember her name, but, uh, oh, hold on. That, um, Louisa chick that was in there asking, like, I don't understand what the difference is. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about earlier. No, no, no. I just want to point her out because apparently she is, she's an anti trans, whatever the hell, like, yeah. So she she is um yeah she she was a, she was a troll essentially she was there to muck up the works and record and you know infiltrate so that's okay. why I threw that out there anyway go ahead bro I'm sorry no nah, yeah, there, there there was this one woman that like it was early on in the conversation she was the first one to say anything negative it wasn't Miss Mojo yet it was one person before her but um. You talking yeah. about negative? I don't think she was talking negative. No, nah, I'm talking about the one that was like saying, um, she believes trans amorous men and chasers are the same thing. Um, she I, I forgot what her name was, but um yeah. Troy Troy responded to her right away after she was done. And I I I just kind of like um had a moment of uh, a lecture in when, when she read that white lady and she was like y'all heard that but <laughs> 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 like, like in, in my mind I, I was like yes like 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 Troy hit the nail on the head <laughs> but um yeah her and Miss Mojo I think the both of them were just absolutely no, negative and I fucks with her because she really sees um <laughs> I'm sorry go ahead bro. I'm just loving Miss Mojo. <laughs> nah, nah I, I thought Miss Mojo was just completely negative. I didn't really think she had anything positive really to say. Well, I can say I've, I've I've interacted with her in other spaces, and she has been there. Have been she was the voice of reason. Okay. So it was me. You know, it would be me. Um, and and, and I will just say there's a reason why I'm not on Clubhouse like that, like that. It'd be me and another girl kind of going at it because she's, you know, I hate cis men and, you know, fuck men, whatever. She's got her issues. And, you know, I'm sitting there sharing. And and really, a lot of the times we were both right. We were just coming at it from different angles. And, um, you know, Miss Mojo was like, look, both of y'all are saying some real shit and it, it can live in the same universe. Like, y'all both need to accept that both of y'all are right, which was, you know, it's the realization that there's more than one truth in the universe. It's just and, that tonight, and exists in the same universe. Yeah, it's just that tonight, it's like Miss Mojo just went completely to that other side. <laughs> um, you know, I like Hope, she was asking a lot, 
of the men. And I mean, really, at the end of the day, it was like, well, I need you men to get it together and be like me. And I'm like, but I'm not like you. And I don't have all the organizing experience or any of this stuff like you. I'm a man who my, my, my podcast hasn't even been going on for a year. Like, I'm not even a year into my podcast. Can I, can I get a following so we can reach more men and, and do this work? It's like, yeah, you're not far enough along. You have to be where I'm at after my entire life's worth of experience. And it was really, I, again, I see it as an unreasonable request for it to be done tomorrow. Look, some shit got to be cooked in the oven. You can't microwave everything. Yeah, but see, like, my thing is I don't mind them asking for us to get involved like that. Like, I'm cool with that. I'm like, yo, I would love to get involved like that. But if you know more about it than I do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then go and show me how to do it. That's Keep the part I don't think they want to. It's it's more like you should be able to do this on your own because I did it on my own. But I'm like, you probably had at least two generations of people before you showing you how it's done. Exactly. But, you know, they're like, well, y'all can get together for all this. Look, we can't even get we can't even get more than a couple guys on a Zoom call every week. How the fuck are we supposed to get a bunch of people to show up in person? Like it's, 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 I think it's, it's an overestimation of how organized this group of men are and how much they're willing to invest in terms of their time. And really, let's be real. There's a gang of niggas out there married to trans women and they ain't, they ain't said word one. They ain't put themselves out there for shit. And it's like, yeah, but y'all loving on us. This, this, this. All right, well, go, go get the guys that are actually obligated and 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 and, and, and made vows to women, because I bet you they'll have the same shit to say that I have to say, which is, I work a full time job, I have a life, I don't have time to organize some big event for people from all over the country to go to. It would be great if that were my job, but I work sixty hours a week and I'm struggling as it is. Like it's just okay. I, I, I don't know. I'm just like, go run to those dudes since you want to, you know, get the people that are have the most skin in the game, supposed to be protecting X, Y, and Z. Okay. Well, we're not holding the married guys' feet to the fire. Not that I'm here to be like, y'all should be, you know, get your torches and pitch, pitchforks and go for the married man. But it's just like, you don't come at them with that same energy. You, you come at us with that energy. Like, bro, I still got a, a whole lot going on here. <laughs> And obviously, trans women doing they out there struggling every day and getting killed. And I, I get there's a lot going on in your life too, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm. Most guys in this space are not full blown activists where they they know how to get the money to fund these events and get all this stuff going. And let's be real, a lot of guys in this space ain't got a ton of money. Ain't no six figure, seven figure dudes walking around these Facebook groups that I'm in. No, that that I made the other group. That ain't what it is. No, because there's only a certain percentage of people in the country that make that kind of money. And I felt as though the majority of the ladies on the call were positive. Like you know, they were cool. It's just those. What I just think they were just. I think they're just tired of waiting for men to show the fuck up. I think I think it comes from fatigue. I think that there's a lot of fatigue and they're just like, why aren't you giving me the answers I want right now? I've been waiting for so long in my life for y'all niggas to show up. And it's like, can we get niggas to just not be DL? Like we're talking about calculus on there and we we ain't even in basic math. We counting 
really, can you count to 10? That's yeah, where we but, at. Yeah, but and see. <laughs> yeah, but see, here's the thing, though. On one hand, I can think that way, like, oh, it's just coming from exhaustion. But on the other hand, you got to understand there's other ladies in this community that are just as exhausted or more, like Niambi, Amira, um, you know, uh, Zay, Hope Giselle, you know, stuff like that, that are exhausted. But at the end of the I'm day, they, uh, Claudette. Yeah, uh, or, or, hey, thanks or, for watching. Or Claudette, but at the same time, they know how to get their point across without being that negative Nancy that is just going to complain, complain, complain. They're actually going to, you know, they're actually going to be eloquent in the way they put that across. First off, I want to say I love my friend, <laughs> I love my sister dearly. <laughs> And a lot of y'all heard through that conversation. I talked to a lot of trans women a lot mm -hmm. and not as like, hey, baby, how you doing? It's bitch, what you get into last week? <laughs> like we just we be talking about life and all sorts of crazy shit mm -hmm. and we just share and we're there. We support each other as friends. And, you know, so I do value my friends that I fucks with on a regular goddamn basis because they've been they've been my support. You know, I ain't gonna lie. It's been times where I didn't feel like I didn't want to talk to any of the guys about shit and I had to just talk to them. But um, <laughs> again, this is the only podcast like this. The only piece of media like this. The first first piece of media like this that's consistent, been going on, having these conversations, showing multiple men, having guests. We've been doing the whole fucking thing. No other piece of media has ever done this. And it's, it's the fatigue and the tiredness and the impatience is, well, fuck that podcast. Y'all need to be out in the streets marching. And it's just like, I've, I've been there. Well, get there. I hope we reach <laughs> there. When I, and you saw in the, in the, at the end, I said, look, I just want y'all to know I'm going to continue to do the work and we're going to continue to try and get stuff going. Can you get it done now? No. Shit takes time. <laughs> like, I can, file, I can file for my not... I'm not going to get my paperwork from my nonprofit back. And then after that, I still got to get funding. And then after that, I still got to get a whole ass healthcare plan. And get a, there's so much that goes into making a nonprofit. And I'm doing it by myself without anybody to teach me how to do it. It takes fucking time and to squeeze in time to set up a nonprofit while working 60 hours a week as the only black digital manager in a whole fucking corporation full of TV stations. Like, it takes time. I'm fitting this in outside of what I do to live. <laughs> like, I can't explain this any simpler. So, sorry, I'm, I'm kind of letting it all out. But, you know, I think there was a lot of good shit in there and there was a lot of real shit being said, man. And I appreciate um, a lot of the women that was in that room. And, and again, um, you know, I still fucks with a lot of girls um, in that room. I didn't. I would say no matter who said what in that room, I don't have any enemies from that room. I'm not saying that. I'm not, how they approach it, it was, I, didn't, I don't feel like that. I'm not saying I got enemies. I'm just saying yeah, that yeah. there's a certain way that you approach a topic and get your point across. And I feel as though they just didn't have the eloquence in order to do so. You know, not, not all of them, just the two that I'm talking about. I, I really think it was just, it was a look, I'm tired. I'm tired of saying it nice. 
or I'm tired of doing X, Y, and Z. And they're like, look, we told y'all what the fuck to do. Okay. Uh, thank you for telling me what to do with my resources and free time. <laughs> okay. I will. Um, uh, so yeah, Grimaldi question. Why did, did you all invite so many women to the conversation? It was a great conversation. However, it would have been great to hear more from trans amorous men and why they think a trans amorous person or, or a tra chaser, um, the large part why I couldn't get nobody on that motherfucking conversation is because Clubhouse, the app, is only on uh, uh, iPhones. And all these niggas got Androids. Troy Troy, and one other dude was the only one that I, I could only get two other guys to roll with me in there and help share. But uh, I would have been the lamb to the slaughter. And, you know, you could hear at a point they was like, you know, all right, don't get defensive. I'm like, look, I got PTSD from Clubhouse and, you know, a lot of, um, what was it? Uh, you know, talking, I, I think Miss Mojo mentioned, uh, well, whatever. But yeah, <laughs> it, I couldn't get nobody on fucking Clubhouse. Oh shit, Amia says it's on, because she was in there. She was in the room. So it's on Android as well now? Okay. Well, so, fucking search it, bro. It's on Clubhouse as well, or, or not Clubhouse. Ah, it's on Android as well. It's getting late. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I think, look, there were a lot of really, really fucking amazing points made. My friend Anastasia, Stacy preached the whole goddamn sermon tonight. I thank her so much. Same with Brianna, preached a whole motherfucking word tonight. And I think a big piece of it really, you know, for them was like, yo, Use these DL niggas as DL niggas and don't get your hope up, hopes up and don't be sitting there left holding the bag because, you know, you, 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 you made this, like, like one of the girls said, hey, I made the bridge and I did this, this, and this. And then um, you're going to have to DM uh, me about that one, bro. <laughs> Figure that one out. But, um, you know, I was making the bridge and all that stuff then to be left high and dry. But, you know, also... I think a bigger piece of that conversation about like with that guy, Nicholas, that was in there. Um, you know, I think the real I big part that, of that man. whole thing was there's a lot more Nicholas's out there than me, than us. There's a lot more Vince's out there than Chris and Mike's. And there's just a lot more of those guys out there and we're trying to tip the scales, but it is really like, you know, so many guys, the scale is not even close to being even or in the direction that it needs to be. So many of them. So, you know, this podcast, these platforms that we got, we're building is really what it is in terms of getting the message out. There is no way to reach more people than digital at this point. But I guess I'm a true believer because that's my fucking job. I get paid to reach people and increase reach and all of that stuff. So, like, of course, I'm going to be a true believer in, in the in the power of digital to reach people all around the world. People that, you know, you can't reach by word of mouth. Um, but, yeah, that Nicholas thing, I had I'm, I had to move him back to the audience because I was like, all right, bro, you you done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, got on here and played in everybody's face and it's time to go. So it was kind of like I had to be the bouncer at the nightclub again. All, <sighs> all, I, all I know is he got vicious. Oh, hope. 
Roasted. <laughs> God damn. Yo, Troll over here Woo. like he just woke up from a five hour nap. <laughs> Oh, hey, Roy, Roy, jump in here, bro. I, 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 oh, let me let me see the link, man. Jump in here. You don't need to be in them comments, man. But yeah, man, like hope. My man's Roy. Roasted that dude, and she read the fuck out of him. And I was like, God. I mean, read him to like leave. Yo, I'm just saying, while you was on the clubhouse chat. My man's Roy was going in, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Roy, Roy had a lot. I'm like, bro, this I get in on it. Like, follow me on Clubhouse. You can find it and all that I'm stuff. I just, I just got on now. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. Thank you for getting on. So we have another guy in the conversation next time. That's for sure. We need more. <laughs> uh, oh, let me message Roy the link. So my, my, my main man can... Um, Give me some bootleg iPhone. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> iPhone is cheap. iPhone ain't cheap, man. Yes, it is. They overpriced as fuck. If you oh, but if you get a, if you're a new customer, you probably gonna pay like a hundred dollars for an iPhone. Yo. All right, Roy, I sent you the Free. man. Free. Love. Free. Uh, Trail, I like LG too. LG's Trail, what, what did you what 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 are some of the things you took away from that conversation? Like what are the parts um, like highlights you want to? Um, was that Troy Kennedy? Yeah. All right. I caught him. He was really talking real talk. And he's the reason why I said, yo, you know what? Let me download this shit because he's right. Mm -hmm. There's many more of us out here. Mm -hmm. You know, that's open. You know, you girls just think everybody, you think us guys is all on a DL or, you know, just chasing. Nah, we really out here. You know, so when you have when you have more guys involved, and I see and I saw that the whole time when when it was just you. I don't know who that other dude that was talking. Nicholas, yeah. Who's that? I felt bad for that. I don't know. He knows some people. <laughs> Look, I would say like this: the Nicholas guy. But but here's the thing: the Nicholas guy. You know, while that wasn't the conversation for him to jump in on, he that's the kind of guy I would absolutely give space to in our group because he's the kind of guy who needs to have more conversation, who needs to learn a little bit more, and kind of model certain behaviors from other guys. And, you know, there needs to be space for that dude. And there is in our group, in our men's only group. And, you know, obviously on these podcasts in the comments as well. But, like, it's it's guys like him and guys like Vince that I would love to reach more so than the guys that are like the four of us here. Dude, I, I think oh, it, it need, there needs to... I, I like Samaya said he was nervous. It might have been a nervous laugh. There needs to be space made for people entering this, and they don't know so much. And you know, while this wasn't the right conversation because there were a lot of people, like the one who said, "Anaeli uh, uh, said, you know, we're doing calculus and he's trying to, you know, do basic math." But it's a gang of niggas doing basic math right now, or can't even do basic math. They still trying to count to ten. Yeah. Which is why I thought like that ninety percent of the dudes out there. We are the mighty few, and oh. we're not even, we're not even at the level that a lot of those women in that room would prefer us to be. Honestly, I I, I mean I I didn't feel like I, I'm happy that somebody was like, "Yo, thanks, Chris, for what you do." But there was definitely the sect of all niggas need to be doing so much more, and y'all ain't there yet. And I'm just like, okay, mm -hmm. but when I get there, then what? What else? What other? 
what what other steps are you going to add to the staircase right. to, for me to truly be there? They're so they're so quick to call us chasers. They're so quick to call us clout chasers. They're so quick to say, um, "Oh, he's just doing this to get girls." What other? They're so quick to say. They're so quick to say all these things. Oh, what you mm -hmm. here for? That's weird. It's dumb shit like that. That's but I think that's part of the conversation. That that's the conversation that um, Nicholas brought up. But I wanted to bring up because Nali was like, when you, when you get you a black trans woman behind you, once you do this stuff, we will support you. And I'm like, nigga, I ain't felt, uh, uh, I, I barely feel any support. I get nothing but dismissal and, and negativity out here. And the only thing that keeps me going is knowing that I need to give more of a fuck about the men that I'm trying to help than the women that are out here trying to shit on me or tell me I'm not enough, or tell me I'm not doing good enough. So, like later for all of that, you, I, we don't get support like we should be getting. We don't get. And I was having a conversation with um, with my friend D about this the other day. I was just, you know, we're talking about well, you know, because black women, we gonna support you. This. Okay, fine, you say that, but I'm not. That. Again, you're you say that's gonna happen, but my lived experience says that's not what's happening because. It took a white woman to set, to put to create a video that said trans amorous men, trans attractive men, men who are out there doing things in a meaningful way and not hurting the community and doing things the right way. I appreciate you. I we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for doing it the right way. Showing love to the niggas that's doing it right, not showing love to all black men, showing love to trans amorous men. Who are out here doing the motherfucking work? Separate, because you, I could just say, well, I show love for all women, and then you go, right. or I could say, I show love for all trans women, and you're gonna be bitching and moaning that I'm not showing love to black trans women specifically, and I'm bitching and moaning right now that there is no love being shown for men who are openly transamorous, men who are out here claiming this shit, living this life doing the work, encouraging others, standing in their truth, ready to take on the world, we get no love. We get, well, you should be better. You should be this. You should be that. And it's just like, oh, yeah, but I show love to men. You show love to all black men and you show love to a lot of eye candy. You show love to the niggas that you like. Mm -hmm. And that's like me saying, that's I love women, but I only showcase the porn hotties. And I don't showcase any of the women that I actually know that aren't porn hotties. Like, I, I, it just doesn't, I don't feel it. I don't feel the appreciation in that. I don't, you know, maybe if they were like, yo, we fuck like Roy has gotten some love with his t-shirt things and just be like, yo, this is what it is. But while Roy's doing that, there's also women saying, why the fuck these niggas gotta be wearing t-shirts and shit? Oh, I mean, we've seen that even on this stream. Yeah. The comment section on the stream. In addition to the comment section in, in Facebook groups. I don't know who the girl is. She's going to talk about, oh, I don't want my man wearing a track. Oh, I'm trying to track the shirt. I mean, the, there's, like, there is huh? a, these are not monoliths. We are not a monolith. Women are not monolith. All the women on the, the conversation, while they were dope as fuck, and I did appreciate things, there's just so many other, uh, again, while they say, y'all trans amorous men are this, but I'm not seeing that. Again, y'all are this, but we're not encountering this on the streets. I think there is a difference between what we run into and who we know. And when we step out that door, the kind or we go to that event, the kinds of people that we meet, 
may be different. And, you know, Trevor, I shout out just say, yo, we got guys in organizations. We got dudes that are out there volunteering and, 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 and ingratiate, not ingratiating themselves with the community, but, you know, becoming a part and just helping, volunteering. Right. That's a lot of guys that are doing that. And, like, you're not seeing it, but that don't mean it's not being done. And I've been doing this for years. This is not something I've been doing for like two, three years. I've been doing this since like, about 2013. There you go. Like this ain't Planet of the Apes. All the apes ain't gonna rise up and everybody's gonna see it. Like this is we're trying to move people in this direction. And I mean, truth be told, I love that the women con con confronted the fact that they uphold the problematic system of DL men. I do appreciate that. But you know, I'm sorry, I'm just I'm on one. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of decompressing, debriefing from this. But Roy, I know you were in these comments all day. I really want to hear a lot of what you have to say on, on the conversation, man. Uh, I mean, it was, I mean, a lot of the stuff that Hope said, I kind of do agree. Like, I think we need to do do better i think we need to do more i'm not taking mm -hmm. away nothing from what you're doing chris i appreciate mm -hmm. it i love it but like i i just think that we need to start being shown more we need to even even if it's just from our end on ourselves mm -hmm. i think we need to start pushing ourselves more out there publicly just just mm -hmm. to be shown just to show the world that we are here we mm -hmm. do care we do love we do support and, and we stand in with our, our, our woman of trans experience and you know, to that, I would say to the men out there who are going to take this advice and do it, do it, and do it in a way where, I'm sorry, do this, but no, but I'm sorry, do it where you don't give a fuck about what black backlash even comes from the community. Because when you put yeah, yourself You gotta there, be very unapologetic. You have to be unapologetic. And there will be people from outside the community judging you, yes, but we already know that shit. That's what we're signing the fuck up for. Right. But just know that there will be detractors inside them. Oh, he's just doing this to get attention. Oh, he's just doing this for this. Look at this showboating ass performative ass nigga. Like, all that shit, block it out and just do what you believe is right. Continue to do that. If you go in that direction with, you know, being out there a lot more, block out all the hate. That's that's right. the only so, thing to get some guys. Do what I do. I don't. I don't. Go, I go to these events. I don't be trying to be all up in these girls' faces. I greet them hello, yeah. keep it moving. I'm not trying to get nobody's number. I'm not trying to do nothing. I'm chilling. Right. You know I mean? I'm. I'm there for the actual cause. You know what I mean? And oh, I'm I'm there and for that's. But hey, this this is a huge problem about it. You have to meet people where they are and help them move forward. But I'm gonna. I, Dyra, I know you didn't mean it in this way, but I'm gonna take it even physically. You know, it's really hard for us to find these DL men that need to move forward. <laughs> like, yeah. I would love to, if, if there was a, a DL man hangout spot, or if there was a way I could send my videos directly to it a is. pool of DL men, like, I would. But really, that's where women kind of come in. Like, they need to be sharing this shit with them niggas. They, they know them niggas more than us. Yeah, but Chris, when, when it comes to that being unapologetic and stuff like that, mm -hmm. that's why when Justin did that thing that me and you had a small conversation about, mm -hmm. I really did like where he was coming from with that because even though I know you said like, you know, it can kind of like bring certain attention to us that maybe some of us wouldn't want. Um, 
for the for those of us that are unapologetic and are out there like yo like this is who i am this is what i'm about stuff mm -hmm. like that it kind of does put that display out there of like okay this is where the line is in the sand this is what i'm going to do boom unapologetically mm -hmm. um yeah so without putting too much out there because <laughs> the viewers can't really follow this too much yeah. but um you know I'm just bringing up the point of it, though, like, you know, that it is something yeah. that's unapologetic. Yeah. yeah, definitely, guys. Get them flags, get them T-shirts. Uh, you you really in this game, you should at least have one, you know, Black Trans Lives oh. Matter. Something, something like kind of something. Something. I, something. And, and actually, Roy, Roy, I, I, I got a Niambi shirt on the way. I ordered it the other day. <laughs> I'm waiting on mine. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I think also something that's kind of gotten in the way lately is COVID. You know, there are there were let's just be real for the past year and change. There have been no in-person events for us to show up to. Right. So, while you know, we're starting to assemble and all that stuff. As soon as it's safe for these, as soon as these events are happening, like because somebody was talking, telling me about like New Year Pride and they might be trying to change things up. I'm like, yo, well, if they do, I'm there. Like I want to, I'll fly out to New York to be to be there, or or What's you know maybe a, a new march on DC, you know maybe in the fall or something like that. Like I'm gonna be the fuck out there. Like I'm gonna be out there. We we gonna have our own ride on the bus, uh, ride ride the bus movie and shit. Like yeah, um, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, NYC Pride out here is totally different. It's like an all out affair. Yeah, it'd be more, it'd be more straight people there than, than than gay people or trans people. It'd be mm -hmm. more straight people there. Like, believe me, I saw so many people I went to school with. They mm -hmm. not gay or none of that. They just out there chilling. It was like, yo, it's popping out here. I'm here. Yo, Trout. Yo, Trout, if it goes down this year, we there. Yeah, of course. Sure. Of course. Yeah. Um, but, you know, part of being seen. Yeah, but I wasn't here last year. I wasn't here last year, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we went down last year. Un unofficial, I, but, un unofficially, but it went down. It was popping. I was at the Atlanta one. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, okay. New York talk. That All right. <laughs> That's the New York talk. Y'all get caught up in this New York stuff too much. I mentioned ATL <laughs> too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The rest of the world out here. So, what was I going to say? Oh, these these shirts and being visible. I mean, guys, wear these shirts out. Like, don't. I would say you're better served wearing the shirts just while you go to the grocery store. Facts. And, and, and while you are just out on the streets, it don't got to be a I'm trans attractive shirt. You can do a black trans lives matter shirt. I mean, you can do I'm trans. You can do whatever shirt, but if it's showing support for the community, do that shit when you just walk out caring about your day. And, you know, because I, I think the more that people see that there are allies out there and there are men that's willing to carry this message, you know, the better. You know, um, I, I wish there were more guys. I, I wish, you know, one thing that Black Lives Matter did, um, they were giving them flags away for free. I got a big ass Black Lives Matter flag that's free. Like, I feel like we would have to, uh, maybe that's something that we do is just give out free, you know, Black Trans Lives Matter shirts to the guys in the group and just, you know, get them out there wearing it and shit. I don't know. But yep. anywho, you know, I, I think if we organized a march, it would be like a march of like, people. I have to be honest. It would be a very small fucking march. 
Um, at this point, we can't even get guys to show up in Zoom meetings. I don't know how the fuck you're going to get dudes to be in the streets and, and fly to destinations to be in the streets. We're all largely de- de- decentralized. I'm in Texas. Roy, you're in Philly. Yeah. yeah. And Mike and Trail is in New York. But like a lot of us in this community, we haven't even met each other physically. I met Trail in October, but like my best my best trans amorous friend that I've had for oh gosh, five, six years. I never met him in person. I'm about to meet him in person next month for the first time ever. And we've been straight up boys. <laughs> it is all this is like a whole ass internet thing because we're not together. Like we don't know we're not hanging out every week. Like they're talking about, yeah, guys can organize for sports and all. We, we're not organizing for that shit. No. We're not in the same place. We don't we don't have that. It's just I, I think there is a misconception about what it really is in terms of what these what our little small community is and, and our proximity to each other, how much we actually get together. Um, I, I think there's a big misunderstanding about that. Well, the problem is is that some of them keep themselves away from our small little community to a certain extent that they can only go off of what they assume and not off of what they actually know from physicality. Well, it's off their experience. You're like, oh, so you're like our community. So this is what it is. We all got together. Why can't you get together? And it's like, but we're not you. And we're completely fucking different. You know, you have 10 trans friends in your own city. I don't even have one. I get, I'm sorry. For the first time in my life, I have one after I moved to Houston uh, the year after last. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, I've only known my one trans amorous friend in the same city that I live in. I've known him less than a year. And it's also because like we're a new community too. Like we're not, we, we haven't been around like the length of time that they have. Like, like, like they've got decades in this. Yeah. We, we've got like few years, if that. It is definitely, that is true. But, you know, we, we, we've been DL and alone. We've been a lone wolf co- culture for so long that, you know, we've been in a closet. DL, we just, you know, we don't, we don't congregate not, together. Not all of us identified as DL, but, but the, but yeah, the I'm, I'm saying so, for so long, historically, men have been lone wolves, like Troy was talking about. All right, I'm messing with this girl. This my buddy, my this guy that I know is messing with women. He he talks about it all the time. His brother was messing with women in the community, and we didn't, we weren't coming, we haven't been coming together until recently. We we just don't have a a, a community, and there's so many niggas. It's like, well, I need to get together with y'all. I'm already getting what I want, which is just sex. Which obviously those are the guys that we don't. We can help out help them move to a place where they want more than sex or maybe just be honest about that's what they want. I think that was a huge thing for women in that, in that conversation is that men need to be honest. If they're going to be a chaser, be honest about it. Yo, I'm a chaser. I just fuck and I skeet and skedaddle. Like that's my groove. That's what I do. Be honest about it. I mean, I think Vince in that conversation did a good thing. And I think he set a really good example. But, you know, I think the problem is a lot of the guys who do what he does, they don't want anybody to know. So they can't be open about it. They can't be surface level. Like they can't be transparent because they don't want anybody to know still. Like, I don't know. It's a whole thing. 
I have I have a cousin that's like straight up, straight up DL. So he's just like he's just not in that space where he would he's he's a straight up chaser. He don't want nothing from women other than sex. But I mean, he supports sex workers. Silver linings. <laughs> Anywho, Roy, uh, was there anything else you were catching from that conversation, bro? Because I know you were straight up lit up in these comments, man. Nah, I just that, that was basically it. I just I just feel we just we just gotta we just gotta get out there. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I just the more the more we the more we be the more we be seen, the, the more dudes start to feel comfortable, the more they start to feel a little inspired, a little motivated, a little encouraged. But the most like 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 I feel like they're part of the, the, the DL culture because we not we're not shown, we're not we're not out there mm-hmm. like, out there like that yet. So the the more we get out there, I think the better um things can be. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think with us getting out there the way that we need to, you know, uh, I just think it takes financing. And, um, and when I say financing, because again, I'm a, I'm a big believer of digital marketing because that's my profession, been my profession for years. So, you know, if we were to do a, you know, campaign where we're like, you know, hashtag I'm transamorous or hashtag I'm trans attracted or, you know, whatever hashtag I date trans women. And we all took pictures and it was all, you know, black and white. We did the whole, you know, campaign, so to speak. Uh, that shit's only going to go so far. You have to pump money to market that shit and put that shit in front of people as sponsored content. And, you know, if you don't know anything about Facebook, well, you can throw $100 at it. That might get you 18, 16 to 18,000 people. Um, if you do like nationwide. I know about that shit. Huh? I said I know about that shit. Yeah, so it it definitely it's if you really want to do a campaign that truly reaches a shit ton of people, you're probably gonna have to dump like a thousand minimum into it where you can reach hundreds of thousands of people instead of you know, and even at hundreds of thousands of people, there are hundreds of millions of people in this country. I think our, our American population is somewhere at three hundred sixty million. Um. So at that point, we're still only reaching the select. So it's just like the amount of money it takes to truly break through and reach a shit ton of people is like, yeah, I think it's just different, y'all. So I think it's going to take funding, um, you know, and I think it's going to take a lot more of us just being visible at these events and like chronicling it and then also getting help from, I mean, I, I think we can't do this on our own. I don't, we don't have the reach to do this on our own. I think what we really have to do is get the cooperation of trans women and other content, other non-trans content creators to post our content and get it out to their, their fans, their, their audience, so that they can spread it out naturally. And, you know, we can get more organic reach that way. Um, but it's going to, it's going to take coordination and effort and, you know, I only have 200 follow. I have only 200 subscribers to my YouTube channel. <laughs> I've reached people on my stuff. That's great. I, I literally have thousands of hours watched of my content. But at some point, it's it's a drop in the bucket. Which, you know, um, what's her name? Nyle was totally cool with. And she was like, well, that drop in the bucket could create a wave. 
on the other side of the planet, and that's cool. We'll keep dropping these buckets, you know, these drops in the bucket, but, you know, we can't talk about, well, if it's just a drop in the bucket, you know, it can be this, this, and this. We got to be cool with us doing that then. Because <laughs> these, 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 you know, transamorous con is not something that's achievable right now. But I don't know, guys, I, I'm, I'm going on. I'm still kind of just from this, but guys, please, please continue. Uh, if you have anything else that you want to address from the conversation that you heard. I mean, I'm just saying well, that, um, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I know you go, Chuck. Bro, you're, you're breaking up, man. Joe, you're oh, breaking your signal. My fault. You, you hear me now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot better. Yeah, what I gotta, what I gotta talk, what I gotta talk to y'all about, um, what I gotta say, I want to do it off the camera. Okay. All right. I mean, off the uh, well, cool. I mean, we can wrap this little post game thing up, but you know, I think there was a lot of good points made in there, and you know, I think that conversation was absolutely a step in the right direction, but I, I think we're going to stay in a frustrated point where if we don't do exactly as we're told and achieve what is believed that we should achieve tomorrow. I think we're going to get ourselves stuck and there won't be any conversation to have until we, you know, meet the demands, so to speak. Um, I, I think we're going to be kind of deadlocked in this, in this space. So. Well, I like the idea of like having at least one shirt, that you can walk around with in public that shows your support for, you know, the trans women and everything like that. They already got that black trans lives matter shirts. Or I trans know, but shirts. I know, but I'm saying put it in motion to where like literally all of us are more active in wearing it in public. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think we can definitely, well, I know I was, I know I was today. There you go. I mean, like, 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 I mean, the whole thing is like, you know, a lot of times I'll wear, I'll wear my wristbands, you know, like the trans wristband, Black Lives Matter wristband, stuff like that. But, you know, that's just like something small. But as soon as I have that shirt that I got from Yambi, you know, I'm definitely going to put that in motion by wearing that out if I'm going to the supermarket or to the store or something like that, you know. For sure. And I, I think, you know, it, it, I think it does take guys incorporating support for the women and for the community in their everyday lives. I think that is a very small thing that has of a lot of men out there. But again, you know what? I would love to see guys who are in relation or deep in relationship, engaged, married to be the ones kind of leading this charge. It just, why does it always have to be the single guys? <laughs> why well, gotta be us doing it? And the married guys just kind of like, yep, yeah, I got my woman. These motherfuckers, I ain't doing shit, and I don't. I shouldn't have to do shit, and it's just like, okay, you know, got, nobody's holding the, the men. Y'all say y'all love us, well, these guys actually said it because they took value for that accord. <laughs> like, shit, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe it, it can, that can be seen as me shifting blame. But you know, I just think no, that you're right. You're right. We need we we need more role models. You're right. I think that's it. We need more examples. 
And I think the examples that we're getting right now, and I'm this ain't for me to say, y'all niggas need to be doing this because that ain't how we operate here. I think the examples that we uh, that I've gotten largely is um, that you know these, you get your marriage and you ride off into the sunset and you disconnect from community, and uh, that's just what it is. That's what I have seen. Um, you know, give me one second, but yeah, we can wrap this up, fellas. And um, you know, we will chat offline. But thanks to everybody who watched this. Um, the whole thing was dope as fuck. And um, you know, yeah, I guess that's about it. So till next time, y'all.